Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Swear Wolves podcast. Who are the killers in Friday the 13th Part 5 and Scream 3? A better question is, who is the killer of the Swear Wolves? Don't you think that's a little more pertinent? Enjoy the show while you can. Swearwolves Horror Podcast, the podcast that discusses all things horror. I'm Brett. I'm David. So there are things in this world that aren't accepted. Black sheeps, yeah. if you will. Sometimes I feel like it's certain aspects of my life. I'm a black sheep in my family. Same. I got a little bit of that. Like there's certain things that I do that the rest of my family is like, what? Yeah. Or that I'll say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, because I'm pretty free with my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> expressions and i tend to always root for underdogs Mm -hmm. and black sheep yeah same outcasts if you will david yes like outcast yeah like big boy (laughs) and uh andre 3000 yeah yeah like shake it shake it shake it shake it (laughs) shake it like a polar what's cooler than being cool david (laughs) ice cold (laughs) that's right (laughs) um Ah, i'm sorry miss jackson (laughs) i am for for real. real I never I, meant to make you cry. I apologize a trillion times. Right? <laughs> That's a lot of apologies. It's all, yeah. It's excessive. Um, but there are movies, there are franchises, there are fucking franchises that define the genre of horror that even those franchises have outcasts. Yep. There's movies within that franchise that everybody's like, I really love this franchise, but, but not this one. Yeah. And I think we've talked about Halloween 3 in the past. And that, for a long time, was The Outcast. Yeah, and now it's cool to like that movie. Everybody loves Halloween 3 now. Yeah, because it's awesome. Well, yes. <laughs> but also because it's cool to like Halloween 3 now. So everybody's like, well, I guess I gotta like it. Um, I, I mean, we both liked Halloween 3 before. Yeah, it since be- we were kids. I liked Halloween 3 before it was before cool. Before it was cool. I liked Halloween 3 and it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, it's it's Halloween five that's gonna or six actually that's gonna be the that's the outcast right now I yeah the, the curse of Michael Myers if you don't count the Rob Zombie ones yeah uh, Halloween six I think is the outcast Resurrection's pretty uh it's up there too that's just awful it is it is yeah <laughs> but uh, but the six is the is kind of the black sheep of the family at this point and that'll 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 probably see its day where people are like you know what's not bad. Halloween six. The one with Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Rudd. <laughs> See, Paul Rudd's in it. Big star. You know what I just read the other day? Hmm. The guy we both met, Wilford Brimley. 
Yeah. Do you remember that movie Cocoon? Yes. Wilford Brimley was in that. Wilford Brimley was the same age when he filmed Cocoon as Paul Rudd is now. That's insane. I read something really similar like that a few years ago. It was when one of the Mission Impossible movies came out. They're like, Tom Cruise is Wilford Brimley's age in Cocoon. Cocoon. In whatever Mission Impossible movie where he's jumping off buildings and shit. (laughs) That just shows you how different people age nowadays. how bad diabetes is. It's a fucking... Or maybe... Yeah, no, it's just... Maybe it was the Quaker Oats. Yeah, you just got to take care of yourself. (laughs) Or I think it's just... People age differently. Genetics and yeah. yeah, vitamins and stuff. Yeah, that generation aged it's different, faster. Yeah, that's insane. He lived to be old. He, he was, was pretty his, old. He yeah, was well into his eighties. Yeah, when we saw him, he wasn't in good shape, but he's still scooting about. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there's movies and franchises that are black sheep's. Yeah, like I said, the Halloween one. We're going to talk about two franchises today and the movies that are the outcasts. Let's do it. The first one, the Friday 13th franchise. Now, in this franchise, I would say the one movie that stands out as being the one that people are most maybe dislike the most or they just are like, this doesn't fit in. Yeah, I think if you ask the average uh, Friday the 13th fan, yeah, which which one of these is not like the other? Yeah, they would say Friday the 13th Part 5, A New Beginning. Now, I'm a Friday the 13th fan. So I'm going to have some thoughts on this movie. (laughs) But David, and I know you like Friday the 13th as well. You've seen this one before. Yep. Yeah, I've seen them all. You actually just got the box set on Blu-ray. And so you you started watching them again, didn't you? Didn't you just start start popping them in? Yeah, yeah, randomly. Just, I'm going to watch this. Yeah, and this was one of them actually that I watched not too long ago. Oh, really? So you've watched it twice now? In the last couple months, yeah. (laughs) Okay, cool. Well, that'll be good. This movie came out in 1985. Now, it was released March 22nd, 1985. What do you believe was the number one movie that weekend? I'm going to say it was this movie. You would be correct. Yes. Good job, man. Friday 13, Part 5, A New Beginning, was the number one movie. Open number one. Did pretty well. Yeah. Did pretty well. I'll get to the box office in a second. But uh, before we move on to that, number one song back in 1985. What do you think that would have been? I'm going to go with Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds. Forget Forget about about me. me. I'll be alone. Dancing with the baby dear. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) A thought of defeat. That's from uh, Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's not it, but I love that song. (laughs) It's a good song. Uh, Hey, 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 hey. Don't you. Don't see about me. Uh, number one song was actually by a little band I like to call Ario Speedwagon. Is it like a ballad? Yeah. Uh, it's also fucking awesome. <laughs> and I can't fight this feeling anymore. I've forgotten what I started fighting for. It's time to bring the ship into the shore and throw away the oars forever. What Damn. A, what a I dumb, thought that song was older than that. What a dumb lyric. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. Bring the shipment to the shore and throw, throw away, away the, the oars. oars. Forever. Forever. All right. This was written by Martin Kit Tosser. Kit Tosser. Kit Tosser. <laughs> Sounds like a pervert. <laughs> that guy's a Kit Tosser. <laughs> yeah, you know what he does? He tosses kits. <laughs> He's a Kit Tosser. David Cohen and Danny Steinman. 
directed by Danny Steinman. Music by, of course, Harry Manfredini. Oh, I was going to say that uh, that Kid Roster guy or whatever. He works Kid with Tarantino, uh, Tarantino a lot. Doing what? As a script supervisor. Oh, good for him. Yeah. I think it's Kit Trosser with an R. I don't think he tosses kids or oh, kids. Did, did I just forget the R? Yeah, I think I, it's Trosser. Okay. Well, maybe it should, Trosser. It should be Kit Tosser. <laughs> it sounds better. <laughs> sounds like he's like just eating assholes. Yeah, exactly. It sounds dirty. <laughs> Kit Tosser. That guy right there. He's a Kit Tosser. Kit Tosser. Kit Tosser. He'll eat your asshole yep. for five bucks. <laughs> Before he became a script supervisor for Tarantino, he's out yeah, there he's desperate for, for cash. Five bucks. <laughs> out there on Hollywood Boulevard, just fucking eating assholes. <laughs> oh, fuck. This movie stars John Shepard as Tommy Jarvis with special appearance by Corey Feldman reprising his role from part four yeah. as Tommy Jarvis. We got Melanie Kinneman as Pam Roberts, Shavar Ross as Reggie, the Reckless, Richard Young as. Uh, Dr. Matthew Letter, Dick Wyand, Wyand? Tiffany Helm as Violet. Let's see, who else is in here? Oh, Miguel Nunez. Miguel Nunez. I was going to get to him. Uh, Debbie Sue Voorhees. No relation. Oh, yeah. As uh, Tina. And uh, yeah, Miguel Nunez as Demon. There's other people in this. Tom team. Morga. Oh, yeah. Tom Morga. <laughs> Tom Morga played Jason. So Dick uh, Wyand. Wyand? D- Dick? Who yeah. plays Roy Burns? Well, I'm just gonna fucking spoil everything for you right now. I was now. gonna say, are we gonna go there? <laughs> Might as well. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, sure. Um, he doesn't do the stunts as Jason. It's Tom Morgan right. who does the stunts. So it's not Dick Wyand who's Roy, who's Jason. He's Roy, right? Unmask. So that's that's your spoiler warning. Just fucking toss that out there right away. Budget for this movie was... Just kid trust it right out there. (laughs) Just kid trust it. Um, Budget for this movie, $2.2 million. Box office, what do you think the box office was? 20. 22. Nice. That's a good profit. Yeah. Opened at number one, probably just number one for the week. For a week, yeah, exactly. (laughs) People were like, what? What the fuck? (laughs) I do want to mention something about Harry Manfredini's music in this. So this was a a new original score. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously all of his scores throughout the entire series are just different versions of the same right. fucking yeah, shit. Yeah, very similar. But they're all really good. But in this one, did you notice anything about this score? No. Okay, there's certain songs where you got the yeah from the original, right? But he changed it up for this one. That's good. Not Okay. So I don't know if anybody catches that, but I was listening to the score the other day. That's interesting. And I distinctly heard it's a D or T. I think it's a D instead of an M. Yeah, so dad. Mm -hmm. Mm. Which makes sense. It does. Giving you hints all along. I've never heard uh, Harry Manfredini talk about that. I just noticed that. So I could be way wrong, (laughs) but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Nice. Okay, so the movie opens up, and we got uh, little Tommy Jarvis. Yeah, Corey, Corey Feldman. Feldman. Now, if you remember in part four, obviously, that's fucking the final chapter. Right. We thought the franchise <laughs> thought was over. We thought over. it was over. That happened just a year prior to this movie. Corey Feldman, Tommy Jarvis kills Jason. Die! Die! 
Yep. Yeah, he kills him real nice. Yep. And at the end of the movie, he gives us a weird look to the camera. Little Corey Feldman stares at <laughs> Yeah, is he crazy now? Well, part five opens up with Corey Feldman now a couple years older. And uh, he's running through the woods. And he comes across a cemetery with Jason's <laughs> grave. The shallowest grave <laughs> ever. Very shallow grave. And like the tombstone is just like made like out of a wood. Piece of wood. And it's just got spray painted on there. Jason, Jason Voorhees. Voorhees. Yeah. And the and the And there's like a mound of dirt. Like it just barely. Yeah, yeah like it's fresh. And uh and they dug about yeah, about a foot deep. Well, and it's like, raining oh, and enough. he comes across that and he hears voices and it's like these voices going, I think it's right over here. Yeah. And it's just these two Yahoos. A couple of grave robbers or something. Like they're just going there to dig up Jason's Yeah, why? Because they're assholes. Yeah. But they do. <laughs> and so Corey Feldman hides off into the woods and he's like, We're just watching them as the rain's coming down. Like this is fucking rain. Yeah, like, it's torrential rain. <laughs> it's like a fucking it's a downpour. <laughs> monsoon. <laughs> And uh, they dig it up. They dig up the grave. Like David said, it's the shallowest grave. Like, they only have to take, like, two scoops off. Yeah, it's, they could have just used their hands. could have just burrowed like a raccoon. Just cleared it. Yeah. Cleared their foot and just kicked the dirt yeah, aside. Yeah, just kick it aside. They pry the grave open, and there's Voorhees. And he's got, like, worms. Yeah, it's gross, like, all over Night him. crawlers, like, crawling yeah. out of his eyeballs. It's pretty fucking awesome. But uh, he also was buried, not only in his mask, but also with a machete. <laughs> yeah, he'll need this in the afterlife. <laughs> They're like, you know what? This is what he was known for. Mm-hmm. Put this a couple is- of his favorite objects in here. <laughs> Should have been, like, his mom's head and uh, fucking uh, machete. But anyway, he gra- of course, Jason comes to life, grabs the machete, and hacks both the guys. Yep. Then he sits up, stands up out of the grave, and he sees little Corey Feldman. Oh, Tommy. Yep. It's been a while. Yep. You look you look good. <laughs> Goes after him, raises the machete, he's about ready to come down on him, and boom, it's all a dream. Wakes up. And now he's much older. It's John Shepard playing Tommy Jarvis. You know they wanted Corey Feldman to play this. Oh, really? And he couldn't because he was doing Goonies? filming Goonies, I think. So they were like, we'll just set the movie in the future, make Tommy yep. a little more grown like up. Like 18. Right. Yeah. It's funny that he was making the Goonies though, because the actor that they got looks kind of like a combination of like Joe Pantoliano from the Goonies <laughs> mixed with like Trey Parker from South Park. Yeah, Is he does. kind of a hybrid? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Fucking John Shepard. <laughs> I think John Shepard denounced this movie for many years too after he made it. Yeah. Like he was like, I thought it was going to be a serious role. I didn't know, even know it was a Friday the 13th role. What? But now he's probably making money like going to conventions. Oh, I'm sure. And yeah. he's like, Cash I in on love that. Friday the 13th Part yeah. 5. It's my meal ticket. <laughs> it's like, uh, what's his nuts? <laughs> uh, fucking Tony Moran. Oh, yeah, from Halloween. Yeah, everybody giving that guy shit a bunch online these days. And I'm just like, whatever. Let him talk shit about the movie. Like, if you want his autograph, get his autograph. Yeah. Like, I don't care what he says about the movie. Like, he was in it for four seconds. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't. It, it, that's like Dick Wyant saying that he was fucking Jason. He's not Jason. Yeah, no, you're not. He wasn't Jason ever. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't even like dressed as Jason ever in the movie. He's a fucking paramedic. <laughs> so whatever. But um, Tommy Jarvis, about 18 years old now, and he's getting transported to uh, Pinehurst uh, Youth Development Center. Pinehurst. Yeah. It's like a halfway house. Yeah. Because Tommy's got a little. He's been in a mental A little hospital. crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, he did. He's seen some shit. He's seen some shit, and he killed the most notorious mass murderer. Yeah. He's got baggage. That Jersey has ever seen. (laughs) 
But apparently, like, this doctor at this fucking Pinehurst doesn't really know about it. He's, like, reading his file. He's like, oh, hmm, killed a psychopathic murderer. Hmm. Hmm, interesting. He doesn't go, yeah, this is the fucking guy. They would be all over the news. Yeah. Like, this, this guy's is famous. the fucking kid who killed Jason Voorhees. <laughs> you know Jason Voorhees? The guy who killed, like, 30-plus people in a weekend? Yeah, wore a hockey mask. Yeah. Came back that to guy. life after his mom killed a bunch of people five years prior? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> no, not ringing a bell. That doesn't ring a bell. He's local, local guy. Yeah, Jarvis, this guy, he's a hero. Yeah, and he's gonna be a Pinehurst. We should fucking sell tickets. But nobody seems to think that. No, nobody knows. No, nobody cares. I'd be so fucking pissed if I was him. That's why. That's why Jarvis is pissed. The whole movie. Yeah, a little recognition. Yeah, he's like How about uh, some appreciation. I'm a hero. Yeah, right. I saved my sister's life. Yeah, come on, guys. Anybody? <laughs> nobody. <sighs> I'm so lonely. Yeah, I'm just going to beat everybody up. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be, yeah, very physical. <laughs> Do you notice when they, uh, they transport him to the, the hospital or whatever, the driver for the, the hospital or whatever? The van. He, yeah, he greets the, the doctor lady. And he's like, hey, how you doing? He's like, la, la, la. And she just completely ignores him, like doesn't <laughs> even acknowledge him and just starts talking to Tommy. Yeah, that was what's... That, that was kind of funny. That guy comes into play later on. Yeah, 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 he does. Uh, what is his name? Uh, in the movie? Yeah. Is it Billy? Yeah, I think you're I think right. it's Billy. His girlfriend's... Lana. Lana the waitress? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll guy. talk about him in a second. But yeah, he's the transporter. He's not the driver. He's just like... He he's works, just, for, the he works for the hospital, yeah. And he he has to ride with him, I guess. But he's also reading a porno. Yeah, he's kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. On the job? Like, come on, man. <laughs> Wait till you go of, home for that. Yeah. We meet the doctor, Dr. Letter. Yeah, and his assistant is uh, Pam Roberts. Yeah. Do you remember when Dr. Letter gave Indiana Jones his fedora <laughs> in that's, The Last Crusade? That's, that's the guy. The same guy? I had to pause it. And I, saw, I was like, I know that face. Who is that guy? Okay, yes. Yeah. He was... He was Indiana Jones' was. Like, mentor. You lost today, kid. Yeah. That doesn't mean you have to like it. Give him the hat. Yep. And, and then, then transition. Jump now, cut to now. He's fucking Fighting Indiana. on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> we named the dog Indiana. Yeah, that's that guy. Yeah. But yeah, he was like the main doctor at the, the youth center. Yep. The guy who doesn't know shit about Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Uh, Pam Roberts is his assistant. She's a blonde, typical fucking final girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, wears white shirts with no yeah, bra. Not, not a fan of bras, exactly. <laughs> uh, she is a fan of uh, sweaters wrapped around her shoulders sometimes, and then the next scene they're not, but <laughs> yeah. then in the next scene they back. are. <laughs> um, Tommy meets uh, some of the other teens that, well, he doesn't really meet them. He meets Reggie. Them. Yeah, Reggie the Reckless, which is Shavar Ross. He's not really part of the group. His grandfather works there, and he's yeah. just there for the summer. Hey, grandson, why don't you come visit me where I work with all these crazy people. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe like maybe his something happened to his parents. I don't know, but I want to talk to Reggie's parents like and have a conversation like why did you seem safe for your, your child? Yeah, to a halfway house. For He's the a good summer. kid. Yeah. Why are you doing this to him? Why you not send him with Demon for the summer? Yeah. <laughs> Demon's just eating enchiladas <laughs> yeah. in a fucking RV park. Smoking pot? Yeah. Fucking living the dream. Yeah. Singing doo-wop songs while he's taking his <laughs> shit. <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> we'll get to that uh, yeah. in a second. Yeah. Um, other teens that are there are Eddie and Tina. These guys, all they do is fuck. Yeah, they still have banging yeah. on other people's property. Yeah, they're just fucking <laughs> all the time. Um, there's a stuttering guy. His name is uh, Jake. There's Violet. She's kind of like the goth chick. Mm-hmm. There's Robin. I don't know what she is. She's just kind of... I don't know. Yeah. Jake, Jake likes her. Exactly. 
And then there's Joey. Joey's kind of a chubby kid. Joey's like uh, if Franklin from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre could walk. <laughs> like He's kind of that guy. And was Italian. Yeah, it was Italian. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's a fucking geek. Yeah, he's just fat and perpetually covered in chocolate. <laughs> oh, God, it's so disgusting. It's gross. Uh, anyway, so Eddie and Tina get hauled over by the cops because they were fucking on the neighbor's uh, land. <laughs> And Ethel and Junior. Ethel and Junior. Yep. And uh, she's all pissed off. Yeah. And <laughs> she comes out and she, her and Junior ride up on his motorcycle. And dude, Ethel is played by Carol Locatel and uh, Junior is played by um, Ron Sloan. They are fucking hilarious <laughs> in this movie. I don't care what anybody says about this movie. Those two characters, they might not be necessary no, but <laughs> at all. They, yeah, they're fucking awesome. Yeah, like the best part of the movie. Ethel, she calls uh, Junior a big dildo. <laughs> you big dildo. You big dildo. <laughs> and she curses up a storm. You big dildo. Eat your fucking slop. Uh, and, and she has no qualms about cursing and everything, but the one thing she doesn't like is fornication, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Very <laughs> she, against that. She doesn't like... Uh, Anybody fucking on her no. on her land, and it looks like neither one of them have had a shower in like oh, months. Ethel and Junior, yeah, no. or they. I don't think they do laundry either. No, they're just always filthy. They live in the equivalent of Jason's shack. Yeah, like seriously, <laughs> like they must have found Jason's shack and they just changed it into their house. Yeah, we live here now. This is <laughs> he was killed. This is our house. So, Doctor Letter, he tells nobody. He tells everybody, don't go on. Yeah, stop there. fucking over there. Yeah. So there's another guy who's also a patient. His name is Vic. And this guy's about, I don't know, 48 years old. <laughs> yeah, he looks a lot older than He's everybody else. He's hardly a teen. No, yeah, he doesn't belong at a youth center. He's out chopping at wood. Now, he's not chopping wood. He's just chopping at just wood. Just hitting wood with an axe. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's No not, purpose. Like, he's not splitting wood. No, he's, he's just, just letting got, off some steam, I guess. There's a fucking log. I don't know. It's like a redwood log that he's just chopping at. It's yeah, so just big. wailing on it. And fucking chunks of wood are flying everywhere. <laughs> but uh, he's all pissed off. And uh, Joey comes out. And Joey's like uh, covered in chocolate, like David said. And uh, he goes up to the girls, Violet and Robin, who are putting laundry up on this fucking halfway house, man. They don't have like electricity. I don't know. Because they got to hang their clothes on a fucking... Yeah, on a clothesline. Clothesline. But uh, he goes up. He's like, I'm really good at... I'm really good at doing laundry, guys. Yeah, I'll help you. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, you want a candy bar? <laughs> Come on, guys. And he grabs yeah. the fucking laundry. Chocolate everywhere. It looks like uh, someone just, just took a shit. Yeah. <laughs> All over the sheets. Because the sheets are like, uh, they're like white. Uh, Oh, I'm really sorry. Oh, sorry, guys. I got chocolate all over your laundry. <laughs> He's such a fucking asshole. And they're like, get the fuck out of here. We hate you. Yeah. He's like, well, fine, oh, okay. then. Well, go tell someone else. Hey, Vic. <laughs> so Vic's up there chopping at this fucking wood. And fucking Joey comes up and he's like, hey, Vic, you need some help? That looks like a lot of that fun. That looks fun. And then Vic's like, get the fuck away. <laughs> and he doesn't listen to him. So then Joey's like, oh, you want a chocolate bar? I'll just set this here. And he sets it out on the log and Vic chops it in half with the axe. Whoa, whoa, Vic. 
Take it easy. <laughs> and he's like, well, fine, Vic. If that's the way you're going to be, who needs you? And he like turns and walks away. And then Vic's just like, fuck it. <laughs> I hate this guy. And he fucking proceeds to hack him apart with an axe. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> dude, just like fuck this. It fucking kills him. <laughs> Why? Dude, the first time I saw this this movie, I laughed so hard at that. I was like, "Holy shit, that guy just did what everyone in that camp wanted to do." I know. And then everybody cries about it, but then meanwhile, they're all going, "Thank God." <laughs> oh, it's the best. It's, it's great. The, the only way it could be better is if we actually see it. Yeah. Now I think the director actually filmed it. There's, oh, a, got, there's a lot of cut. gore yeah. that gets filmed in this movie, but got cut. Mm. And I, God, I wish we could get a director's <laughs> cut of this. Movie. Him just wailing on that guy because we do see the end result. Oh yeah, he's all hacked up. So when they come to pick him up, the paramedics. So we got Roy Burns who comes to pick him up, and Roy sees his body and he's all, oh God, yeah, yeah, he <laughs> he's does. not a good paramedic. No, <laughs> like you, if you see a dead body and you're a paramedic, that's you old hat, just, yeah. yeah. I see that every day. But no, he's he's shook. He's like... Mm. But the other asshole paramedic's like chomping on his bubble gum, blowing bubbles, and he's all, <laughs> take a look at this guy here. Yeah, huh? look. Oh. It's like Burt Reynolds. <laughs> what do you got over here? <laughs> this guy. Yeah. yeah. Turd Ferguson. <laughs> funny name. <laughs> they pull the sheet back. It would have been... It, you know what would have been funny? If it would have been the sheet with this fucking chocolate handprint on it. <laughs> like, oh, it looks like he defecated <laughs> right before he passed. Uh, like, no, 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 no it's chocolate. Just, of course it's chocolate. <laughs> right. That's what we'll tell everyone. Pull the sheet back. And there's like... like Not only did he just hack him at once in the back or in the skull or something. <laughs> fucking Vic chopped his arm off. Yeah, yeah he's arm, in pieces. <laughs> it's all in pieces. Vic's in the back of the squad car just chilling. He's just like, whatever. And eh, whatever. Take, Take me out me of here. I need to Haul go. me away, boys. Yeah. Did the world a favor. And you know what? I mean, he's just going to go to a mental hospital. <laughs> I don't think Vic's going to go to like jail. No. They're going to be like, you're crazy. Yeah. We'll All the guy the did was bin. offer you a candy bar and you killed him. And he's going to be like, yep. Yep. <laughs> and I'd do it again. Yeah. He's like, I have a peanut allergy. And uh, <laughs> that was a Snickers. <laughs> Doesn't satisfy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> By the way, everybody, like, Tommy sees this also, and Tommy's like, throughout this whole movie, Tommy's tormented. Yeah. And Tommy's going to periodically see Jason Voorhees. Mm-hmm. Just like, Just up. visions. Yeah. Yeah. Visions. I saw a vision of love, <laughs> and it was more than you gave it to me. Do you remember that song? Of course. <sighs> the big finish at the end. Then <laughs> <laughs> we got these greasers. Okay, what year was this? 1985. <laughs> oh, but it's even further because we yes. jump. So this movie's like in the 90s now. Yeah. And, yeah. And there's these couple of greasers. Fucking greasers. <laughs> Wearing leather jackets. and Yeah. They're, I think they're going to an S&M party. I don't. I think that's what it is. They're leather daddies. Yeah. I think that's what they are. <laughs> I. That's my theory, at least, is that because the guy who directed this was also a porn director. This is the same guy that did uh, Savage Streets. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think you're right. He did some porn too. So I think he threw in like porn shit. (laughs) And one of that is, I think that um, this is my theory. Okay. I'm going on record. David, (laughs) going on record. Noted. (laughs) I theorize that he put this in there just as a nod to like the S&M. Yeah. For the kink. daddies. Yeah. Mm. For them to be like, oh, that's our people. Yeah. So anyway, we got these two fucking guys. Their cars broke down on the side of the road. Yeah. 
And the one guy's like, come on, man. Fix it. <laughs> is, is it fixed yet? <laughs> what an asshole. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, it's fixed. Come here. Take yeah, a look at it while I beat the shit out of you <laughs> with this fucking monkey wrench. Yeah, I'm going to get Vic over here with his axe. <laughs> yeah. But he says to his buddy who's trying to fix the car, he's like, you better fix this. I'm going to go take a shit. <laughs> yeah. And he walks off into the woods. Just take a shit. No toilet paper either. All right. What's he going to wipe his ass with? There's many questions. And you got to hold it. Like, <laughs> pooping in the woods? No, thanks. No, there's many questions. <laughs> but one of them being, I've had to poop really bad. And yes, there might even be an instance where it's like, listen, I cannot this, hold it. Yeah, this is getting dire. Yeah. Yeah. Rhea. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's like, I'm going to have to go take a shit. I get that. But this guy was just casually like, yeah. I got to go take a piss type of Yeah, thing. exactly. Like, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go fire off a deuce in the woods yeah now why did he say that i mean yes it's funny in context but yeah. i mean like why wouldn't you just be like i gotta go take a piss and when i get back you better do whatever anyway so he goes to take a shit in the woods <laughs> and uh he hears a noise but it's just a rabbit so he wipes his ass with the rabbit no yeah i wanted to know what did he wipe his butt with or is he just walking around with poop he found a fucking sheet like no it's chocolate so his buddy's working on the car, and uh, all of a sudden, a hand, we see a hand, and a flare goes off. And uh, his buddy's like, hey, knock it off, man. Quit playing around. <laughs> and then he's like looking. He's like blinded by the flare. And he's like, oh, shit. And then the homeboy gets the flare shoved in his mouth. Right in his mouth. And his whole face glows. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> it was cool. So shit boy comes back. <laughs> And he's like, uh, did you fix the car? Yeah, yet? let's go. It let's better go. be fixed. It better be fixed. And then he's like, he's like doo-wop. And he's like, did yeah. the fucking car. I'm going to fix the car. You better fix the car. He's fix like the singing. fucking car. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's like fucking idiot. <laughs> so he starts the car. Finally, the car starts. He's like, yeah, let's get out of here. Yep. But then he gets his throat slit. Yep. From behind. <laughs> yep. You always got to check the back seat. Yep. Oh, well. Uh, so that happens. <laughs> Two greasers are murdered. The next morning, they're setting up for breakfast. Yeah. And uh, Violet's setting the table for breakfast. And then this is where Reggie asks his grandpa if he can go visit his brother because mm-hmm. he's in town. Yeah. And grandpa's like, I don't know. I about that demon. And then uh, uh, Reggie's like, oh, Gramps. And then Gramps is all, hey, come here, boy. It's like, what? What is going on? Like, you told him that he can't go see his brother and then you laugh about it. You're an asshole, Gramps. Yeah, what a dick. <laughs> <laughs> they're making breakfast because Violet puts out too many place settings so like oh, yeah. we don't have as many people as we yeah, had and then before. the stutterer's like you don't put place settings out for dead people and it's like she's like oh. they all get extremely aggressive right away and she's all I said I was fucking sorry it's yeah, like, re- relax. Calm down. everybody relax we know I wish they had made that like a recurring gag throughout the movie as more people die she keeps forgetting <laughs> to remove the place settings yeah, that would have been awesome that would have been fun but grandpa says a line here he's like I don't think that Joey and Vic will be joining us this morning it's like <laughs> on account of being dead you understand <laughs> well Vic murdered him yesterday <laughs> it was a hot day here at <laughs> mental hospital Vic hacked up Joey it was hilarious everybody laughed <laughs> But this is also when uh, uh, Tommy gets scared by fucking Eddie. Yeah. And then beats the shit out of him. He like flips him, like grabs him and yeah, he does gives a, like, him a wrestling move. Yeah. Suplex <laughs> and puts him down and starts punching the shit out of him. Well, and that's because he's scared. Not only does he scare him, I think with one of 
his own masks. Like Tommy brought a bunch of masks. Yeah. He's like the fucking mask maker, right? From the first one. Special effects. He scares him. Not only does he steal one of his masks to do that, but he also like keeps poking him. He's like, it's just a joke, buddy. Yeah, knock it it's off. It's just a joke, buddy. You don't the, poke people. No. Come on, stop you gotta it. poke the bear. Yeah. And he flips him real good. Yep. <laughs> Eddie and Tina run. Is this where Eddie and Tina run off to A little bit. But this is where we get the uh, Ethel and Junior eating oh. dinner. and uh, They're eating slop. Yeah. And she's like chopping up whatever. A chicken. A chicken or something. She's going, yeah. <laughs> She's like doing full on key eye stuff. Yeah, and she's like, they come around here, I'm gonna chop them up. And then Junior just be like, <laughs> Junior's like, uh, you chop them up real good, mama. Uh, she hears a noise and she goes to answer the door, right? Yeah. And it's this guy. He's like a farmhand, Raymond Joffrey. He comes to the door. I don't, I, I, well, I will talk about this when we get to the, when we get to the review part of yeah. this, but it's like characters get introduced for no reason. And it's like, why, why? Yeah. Who's this guy? And why is he important? But he comes in and she's like, holy fuck. You scared who the, the fuck sh- are you? Who the fuck are you? And what the fuck do you want? <laughs> oh shit. Who the fuck are you? What the fuck do you want? But he says he'll help her. Like clean or whatever. Yeah, he wants what was it like food or something? Food or? and a place to stay. And she's like, "Well, if you clean the chicken coop, I'll give you." Some oh yeah, yeah clean slop. all this shit out. Yeah, it's like all right. And he's like, "I oh, will do." That is one fucking ugly man that goes there. All right, so it's not soon after that that Eddie and Tina decide to go fuck, <laughs> and they're like, "Let's go back to Ethel's property and do it." So they do, and uh, this sex scene. <laughs> Is about Eddie, yeah. He lasts about five seconds. He makes the guy at the beginning of Halloween look like a yeah. long, a, like John Holmes, yeah, because he, he finishes immediately, yeah. He slips it in and he two pumps and he's done, not even. It was like <laughs> half a pump and he was like, <laughs> but uh, and then he says to her, uh, I'll be right back, I gotta go clean up, I gotta go wash up or something. It's like, what? You're out in the middle of the woods. You're fucking on dirt. And you're going to go to a creek bed to <laughs> wash your, your dick. dick? Like, how dirty is your penis? Yeah. Or, or her, her vagina. vagina. Yeah. And if that's the case, then like maybe she's the one that's got to go clean. By the way, she's the one who just caught the load. Yeah. She needs to go wash unless, up. Unless he pulled out and like came in his hand and he's all, oh, I got to go throw this somewhere. Gotta, <laughs> 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 he just tosses it. Lands in Junior's hair. <laughs> Like fucking something about my Is it hair gel? <laughs> but he goes off to this creek. And mind you, he's hardly cleaning up. He's out there skipping stones. Yeah. The next time we see him at the creek, he's all skipping stones, and he's like, oh, "I'm in love." And I just fucked her. And, I, I and now my dick's, and my dick's clean. And it lasted twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the real sex scene, though, was longer. I heard that, too, and they had to cut a lot of it. Well, almost all of it. Yeah. Well, all of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just him putting it in and finishing. Uh, yep. And done. <laughs> but uh, Debbie Voorhees is the actress. She plays Tina. Yeah. I think she was in Playboy or something. I don't know. Because uh, I think I remember hearing that. But we see her big old boobs. Mm, yeah. Yeah, they're gigantic. Like, when I was a kid and I saw those, I was like, like, whoa. 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 Yeah, I'm gonna humana. I'm gonna humana is right on. She is just laying there and she's like, uh, oh, I'm gonna take a little nap. She closes her eyes. She does that thing where you like close your eyes, she opens them, she closes them again. When she opens them like the third time, she screams. Yeah. Because she sees hedge clippers. Right above her head. Yep. And they come down. And like we see that point of view of the hedge clippers in the hand coming down and they like pull. Yeah. 
was that in the movie The Burning? Didn't he yeah, use he used clip, yeah, he used clippers in The Burning. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of cool. It's very similar. When uh, Eddie comes back from cleaning his dick and whistling <laughs> Dixie, he fucking sees her and he's like, oh, ready for round two? Yeah. <laughs> pulls her over and her eyeballs have been poked out. Yeah. It's awesome. Oh, shit. And he's like, ooh. And he like backs up against a tree. And he has a pretty cool death, too. Because all of a sudden, this leather strap comes around. Yeah, it's awesome. And this guy. Uh, and there's like a stick. Stick in between like these two things. And he just twists it. And he like pops his fucking brains. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Should mention the the helper hand who was cleaning the chicken coop. He was like, oh, uh, he's like watching it, like jerking off. Yeah, he was jerking off in the woods. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's when uh, Eddie got on his back, and that's why he had to go clean up. <laughs> what is this? McComb <laughs> uh, landed on my back. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> that's weird. But anyway, he was watching them jerk off, or he was jerking <laughs> off while watching them, and then he got killed. Yeah, Did he just he just got a knife. I can't remember. Yeah, he gets an easy death, I think. Yeah. So he got introduced just to get killed, just like the greasers. Yeah. And just like these next, the next couple that we're going to talk about, <laughs> Lana and fucking Billy. Yeah. So the, the guy who was the transporter, he pulls up to this diner in his fucking... It's like a know, charger, I think. Yeah, I think it was something. a charger. He's like doing donuts in the parking lot, and he's all, Lana! Lana! He's way too old for what he's doing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> He looks like uh, the Micro Machines guy. Dude, I thought that too. I wrote that. I actually wrote that down. In fact, I even looked it up. I was like, is that the Micro Machine guy? It's not. But yeah. He's all, Lana, I want to come. I'm just going to go to Micro Machines. <laughs> well, he's about ready to fucking snort a line too. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a bunch of cocaine and yep. he's got a beer. <laughs> he's ready to the, potty. Yeah. He got the eight track going. So Lana comes out and she's all, she's giving it. She, yeah. This fucking annoys me when she's all, oh, Lana's not here. She says she's busy. They're playing little fucking sexy games, right? <laughs> like, just, you know, you're going to fuck this guy tonight. Yeah, just get to it. <laughs> just go. And she's like, well, I got to clean up real quick. So she goes back inside. This is one of the dumbest. I mean, like, listen, little Brett loved this scene. Oh, yeah, just gratuitous nudity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But old Brett looks at this and is like, it's so Whoa. stupid. <laughs> she looks in the mirror and she, like, unbuttons her shirt and she goes, it's showtime. showtime. And she shows her tits and then laughs. To no one. <laughs> yeah. She's in a mirror. Like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and why is she the only one there? I've worked at jobs where I've had to close the store. Yeah, you close up together. You close up with another person. There has yeah. to be two people there. Dual control. Yeah. Plus, like, I'm sure there was a cook who was on duty. Did that Was that guy like, hey, listen, Lana, I got to take off early tonight, you know? Yeah, you know how to boil hot dogs, right? It's, it's really well, easy. Like, I just need you to empty the grease vat, and that's all you got to do. I'll take care of everything in the morning. Yeah, maybe. And Lana was like, all right, yeah, I, got I got this. Too. I got this. <laughs> you go home and be with your family. <laughs> yeah. And she's very nice. We don't get to see how nice she was. Yeah, maybe she the was. The whole really scene was cut. But yeah. she's all, it's showtime. <laughs> Showing her tits. <laughs> Spraying banaca in her cleavage. <laughs> she, a cat scares her. We get a little jump scare with a cat. Meanwhile, Billy's outside doing coke. <laughs> He gets killed. Yeah, he gets an axe to the head. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. She comes out. She finds this Coke. But she's not like, she's pissed off that he's not there, but she's not like, where the fuck is he? Right. Maybe she just assumed he went to go take a shit in the woods. In the woods. <laughs> yeah, with no toilet paper. <laughs> but uh, she starts doing his Coke, and then she sees like footsteps, and she screams. Yeah. And she goes running. She gets killed, too. How does she get killed? She gets an axe? axe to the belly. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, they both get axed. <laughs> sheriff finds their bodies. The sheriff's pissed off. Dude, I love this because the sheriff's like, it was Jason Voorhees. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, to like the mayor. Yeah. 
He's like, I know who it was. It was Jason <laughs> Voorhees. And the mayor's like, Jason Voorhees is dead. And which is the correct answer. Like that sounds been, ridiculous. And he's been cremated. Yeah. But I guess he's also, the sheriff's also like that Tommy Jarvis kid is at Pinehurst. Yeah. And so he's like, it's Jason because Tommy Jarvis is in town. Huh? Jason always shows up for Tommy Jarvis. Like, like what? Huh? So stupid. What a leap to make. And the mayor's like really aggressive. He takes the ashtray. He's like, this is Jason Voorhees. He dumps like, the ashes Everybody's off. very hostile. And then he throws the yeah. ashtray. What the fuck? Meanwhile, Deputy Doofus is off in the corner like taking a nap the whole time they're having that conversation. But whatever. But they also think that Tommy might be suspicious. Uh, that Tommy is. Yeah, that he could be the killer. Yeah, the yeah. killer. And at this point, as the audience, by the way, we've never seen the killer. No. We've just seen the hands yeah, and boots. And feet. We don't see any, any hockey mask. We don't see anything that leads us to believe that it's Jason. In any aspect of this fucking movie, do we see the killer until, until the end? 10 minutes yeah. left in the movie. So we don't know who it is. It could be Tommy. It could be fucking Vic. It could be... Indiana Jones guy? Yeah. Could be anybody. It could be anybody. Could be you. It could be the paramedic, Roy. That guy we saw very briefly. But who the camera lingered on a little too long. Uh (laughs) Tommy, Pam, and Reggie are going to go meet up with Demon. Yeah, that's Reggie's brother. Yep. And that's Miguel Nunez. And uh, Tommy's like, you guys go. I'm just going to hang back here. They're like, yeah, probably best. You're weird. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want you around my family. So Reggie goes and meets Demon. Uh, Demon's awesome. I love that. Yeah. I love Miguel Nunez in this movie. His character's awesome. He's all, you guys want some enchiladas? Want some, enchiladas? <laughs> you want some tacos? You want a slice of pizza? <laughs> they got everything. Yeah. Because they're just fucking stoned. Yeah, in the back of his van. Yeah, and his girlfriend's in the back of the van, and Reggie's like, whoa, where'd you get that? <laughs> and he's like, I want to introduce you to my girlfriend. And he introduces Pam, and Pam's all, yeah, I am. It's like, what? What? <laughs> What's going on here? Reggie's 12. Yeah, he's like, I'm dating this chick. (laughs) And she doesn't deny it. (laughs) Tommy is out there and he gets like freaked out by a neon sign that says like RV parking. Like, I don't know why. Why? He's like a moth to a flame. He's just all. Uh, Junior comes rolling up in his motorcycle and like scares Tommy. And then laughs about it. He's like, are you scared, boy? Yeah. And then Tommy just kicks his ass. Tommy whoops the shit. Well, because Junior notices that he's in the truck from the mental hospital or from Pinehurst. Yeah. And so he's like, what are you, one of them crazies? You one of them Looney Tunes? Or whatever he says. And then yeah. Tommy's like, mm-hmm. And then he beats the shit out of Junior. Yeah. He's very hostile. I don't blame him, though. Junior, like, Junior, Junior, fucking took annoying. A, Junior took a swing at him first. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. All Tommy right. ducked. Tommy kicks his ass. Fucking counterpunched. Boom. Yeah. Well, Pam sees it and she's all, Tommy, <laughs> So Tommy's like, fuck this. And he just runs away. And uh, Junior gets on his motorcycle and rides he, back He takes home, off screaming. Crying. I won't get you. <laughs> so Junior does go back home and Mama's in there making stew again. <laughs> Whatever she's putting in that stew, she even like puts like a loogie in there. Yeah, yeah. She like spits in it or yeah, something. Yeah, she's gross. gross. And she's like, Junior, get off your motorcycle and come get this. And he's like, Mama, they hurt me. Yeah, and he's just riding his bike around it, it, for, like, like in circles. Like, ah! yeah. like he does not stop screaming. Nope. I, w- I was like, someone kill this man, please. Wish granted. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> out of nowhere, as he's doing circles, a fucking machete comes and chops his chops head his off. Chops his head off. 
And uh, he dies. Of course, he's dead. His head's no longer attached to his body. <laughs> his head's not on. That's going to be a problem. <laughs> I don't think there's a way to fix that. Mm-mm. But uh, then Ethel's like, oh, thank God. She's like, now come in here. And then it's silent. And then through the fucking glass in front of her, she gets got. Yeah, she gets a cleaver, right? She gets a cleaver to the head, and then she falls face falls in first her soup. in her soup. You fell in your own loogie. Yeah. Ugh. That's why you don't spit in your food. Yep. Don't spit in your food. That's the lesson she learned that mm-hmm. day. Okay, so back at the house, the doctor has gone to look for Eddie and the two that were fucking. Oh, Tina. Tina. The doctor's gone to look for them. So we got the stutterer, and we got Robin, and we got uh, the goth girl. Yeah. They're left at the house. They're left at the house. Reggie and Pam come back home. Pam's going to go now look for the doctor. So everybody's looking for everybody else. Reggie falls asleep on the couch, and uh, the stutterer, Jake and Robin, they... uh, they're watching a movie. I don't know what movie they were watching. Some horror movie. Yeah. I didn't look it up. Yeah, me neither. But they're watching this movie. And then all of a sudden the stutterer is like, I like you to Robin. She's like, oh, I like you too. And he's like, I want to fuck you. <laughs> I want to make love with you. Like, yeah. what a weird thing to say. It is weird. It's very and forward. It's, and it's also, yeah, it's very forward. It's also like, I like you. Do you like, it's not like, I like you. Do you like me? Do you think maybe we yeah. want to go out? Can I kiss you? Yeah. Or Can, I, can I hold your hand? Yeah. Want to snuggle? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, can I put it in? <laughs> For two seconds? Just the tip. Tops. Just yeah. the tip. Just to see. <laughs> I'll be as quick as Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> you won't even feel a thing. <laughs> well, she's like, she just laughs at him. Well, okay, so first of all, he's a douche for asking. Yeah, but, but she, second, she laughs well, in his she face. She laughs in his face. So then he's like, oh, I was just kidding. Yeah, right. And he runs upstairs. He goes into Violet's room to like, I don't know, probably ask her to fuck too. Yeah. <laughs> she's <laughs> feeling I got. She's dancing. <laughs> And uh, he's like, oh, never mind. And so he leaves. He walks out into the hallway. Boom. Meet Cleaver. Cleaver right to, to the face. face. Right to the face. Which I thought was kind of dumb because the previous death in the movie was Ethel, who also got a Cleaver in the face. So we've got two Cleavers in a row. Come on, get creative. What are you going to do, dude? I don't know. They, they had a bunch of creative kills in a row. <laughs> yeah. Violet. Is Violet next or is no. Robin next? Next is Robin, but you also skipped somebody. Who? Demon. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. Oh, so now we go back to demon and his girlfriend fuck i totally forgot about this this yeah. is one of the best ones yeah. uh we go back to demon and his girlfriend and he all of a sudden has diarrhea everybody's <laughs> shitting in this movie everybody's running off to go take a shit he gets like uncomfortable goes ah those damn enchiladas he has goddamn enchiladas <laughs> and he runs to the fucking porta john not even it's just an outhouse yeah and uh he fucking shits <laughs> yeah he's like oh <laughs> yeah oh hey you okay oh Damn enchiladas! Oh, you gonna be all right? And uh, all of a sudden, the outhouse starts shaking. He's like, "What the hell?" He's like, "What the? Who's hell? there? Who's there? Who's there?" And then his girlfriend's outside laughing at him. He's like, oh, you're going to get you're it, gonna bitch. You're going to get it. Yeah. He's like, you're going to hit her? <laughs> Jesus. He is. Yeah. And then she starts singing, ooh, baby. Ooh, hey, baby. baby. And he's all, hey, baby. Hey, baby. And they do ooh, this. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. And it goes back and forth yeah, for a while. They do it. They're lovebirds. Ooh, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby, ooh, baby, ooh, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, 
So what was your impression that... Are, do they just live on the road? Is he a musician? I don't know. It was weird. I thought maybe they were musicians and they were just like, that's one of their new hit songs. <laughs> and they just go from town to town. I don't know. Playing different gigs. Uh, my wife uh, came home like while I was watching this movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was that part. Yeah. And then like, the, ooh, babe. She was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Like Friday the 13th part five? Yeah, she's like, this is a Friday the 13th movie? I was like, yeah. Did she sit down and watch it? She kind of, oh. like, she sat on the couch and, like, every once in a while would look up. Yeah. And she was on her phone? Yeah. Yeah, I know how that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all of a sudden, she stops singing. And the camera cuts back to where she was standing, and she's not there anymore. And then it, the outhouse starts shaking again. And, he's and like, then he's oh, like, you're going to get it, bitch. You're going to get it now, bitch. <laughs> I told you this isn't funny. Now you're going to get it, bitch. And he opens up, but he can't open the door. Yeah. And he looks down, and her dead body. He sees her dead. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh shit!" And closes it up. He's like still sitting on the toilet, like, "Oh." Yeah, and then uh, one like a big crowbar or something, like a big like a metal yeah, that, rod. Yeah, it just comes through the back of the outhouse. Yeah. and impales him. Yeah, it gets him a couple times, like once in the leg, and scares him a couple times. But yeah, it eventually just kills him. I was sad about that. Yeah, I didn't like to see demon. No, die. although although it does present him as being like a spouse. Yeah, abuser, yeah. So maybe exactly. he, deserved he deserved it. it. <laughs> He's like, you're gonna get it, bitch. <laughs> Unless he was just all talk. Maybe back home, Robin goes back upstairs. She gets naked again. Just to get naked. Yeah, it's very cold in her room, apparently. Yeah. But she lays down in bed. Yeah. Yeah, she sleeps topless. (laughs) Even though, yeah, it's obviously very cold. She rolls over and the lightning strike illuminates her room and she sees Jake's dead body. To which she screams. She goes to get up, but someone grabs her from underneath. It's like a bunk bed. She's on the top. Yep. They jam a uh, machete. Like a machete through the bottom of the bed. Yep. Oof. Dead. Did so she had to share her room with somebody else, but meanwhile Violet's got her own room. Yeah, that's bullshit. That's not fair. <laughs> and hers is all decorated. Yeah, Violet's got Maybe like all the there posters all over. Yeah, she's been crazy a while. Well, now we get Violet. Violet's fucking doing the robot, <laughs> and yeah. she's awesome. Yeah, it's Tiffany a, Helm. It is she, a fun Tiffany dance. Helm is Brooke Bundy's daughter. Yeah, from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street three and four. And four, yeah, she plays uh, what's her name's mom, Kristen's mom, yeah, Andale, yeah, Andale, <laughs> Andale. Uh, but Tiffany Helm is her daughter in real life, and uh, she does the robot better than anybody. <laughs> and she's dancing to the song, uh, "There's a man with no life in his eyes." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his eyes by Pseudo Echo. Oh, that song's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty rad. <laughs> Uh, not really a song you associate. Well, I do now because of this movie. But with that kind of dancing, yeah. like pop and lock kind yeah. of shit, no. <laughs> but uh, the killer comes in and uh, gets her, surprises her. Yeah, she gets a machete through the belly. Yeah, she gets lifted up, kind of like a Halloween. Yeah, style, a machete through the belly. Reggie wakes up and uh, nobody's around. He's all, oh, well, time to retire. <laughs> so yep. he goes up looking for everybody, and he's looking for Tommy. And he goes into Tommy's room, opens the door, and again, the lightning strikes, and it sees everyone dead. Every, the three all bodies. The, yeah, they're all in Tommy's room. And he's all, oh, <gasps> oh. Pam comes. Pam's like, what's wrong? And he's like, in Tommy's room. She goes and looks in Tommy's room. She screams, and he should have been like, yeah, I done fucking told you. They're all dead. <laughs> so they start running. And this is where we see our first Jason, right? Yeah. He bursts through the door like a like Kool-Aid man. Yeah, dude. This is like part four Jason <laughs> yeah. coming through the door. 
And this Jason looks a little different. First of all, he's a little skinnier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's wearing his, his uh, mask is different. He's wearing like coveralls. Yeah. His mask is blue. Well, white with like blue what? chevrons. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I mean. Instead of the red chevrons, it's got blue chevrons on the cheeks. And uh, but he comes bursting through the door. But other than that, it's Jason. And so they start running. Yep. And they they find the ambulance from earlier in the movie, but the driver's dead. Yeah, and they're running, and it's uh, raining outside. So Pam's white top becomes yeah. see through. Yeah, yeah, right with a with a child. <laughs> yeah, because how old's Reggie? Well, that's in this her movie? boyfriend. Oh yeah, yeah, but he's what 12, 13? <laughs> Yeah, that actor probably was just fine with that. Yeah, Shavar Ross. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's so nice. He uh, he will answer your questions on Twitter, and he will like uh, he he's very communicative. Uh, I I've spoken to him on Twitter and on his YouTube channel. He did a YouTube live and I Oh, that's cool. Messaged to him. him. Yeah. Yeah, he's not really he's not an actor anymore. He was an actor. He was a child actor. Uh he was in the show um Different Strokes. Okay. He was Arnold's like friend. Yeah. And uh he did a couple other guest appearances. I think he was on Family Matters for like maybe like 10 episodes or something. Yes. Yeah, you're right. He's one of the Was he Weasel? No. Or, or one of the, those he, guys he though. He might have been Weasel. He was remember. like one of Eddie's friends, right? Yeah, he wasn't That Waldo. does sound familiar. Yeah. He was the other one. Yeah, Weasel, yeah. maybe. Okay. But he retired from acting, and I don't know what he does now, hmm. but uh, he's older. But when he sees that uh, the driver's dead, his scream is fantastic. It's awesome. It's, it's like so shrill. believable, yeah. but so high-pitched. I mean, he's a little boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great scream. Yeah, it is. And then they fucking run. And then he sees Jason again. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah, that's when he screams. He yeah. screams, and then he just fucking books it. He leaves yeah. Pam. <laughs> he's got his tracksuit on, See and ya. he just fucking runs. And Pam is, like, running in high heels. Flopping around. <laughs> she's got no support up there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's just like, Reggie, Reggie. Well, she finds fucking Doc. Dr. Letter. Doc Brown, and he's fucking dead. Yep. And then... Um, He's like a railroad spike or something. A railroad spike through the head. We never see his death, no. though. Yeah, I wonder was, if they filmed it. I don't know. I thought that was kind of lame. And we never see Gramps' Oh, yeah. Death. You see his body get tossed. He gets tossed like through a window, window. or something. Yeah. Pam makes the decision to crawl well, instead of just running. Yeah, but she cr- continues to crawl on her hands and knees. Like, like, and Jason's coming up. after her. And he's about ready to stab her. And out through the fucking uh, barn comes Reggie the Reckless on a yeah. fucking tractor. Saves her dumbass. And hits Jason head on. Jason goes flying. Yep. So then they do the thing they always do in a horror movie. They go to like inspect the body. Yeah. Well, he stands up. He grabs Reggie. But uh, they break away somehow. They run into the barn. And here comes Jason. And they're hiding. And Jason opens up this closet door. And out pops Pam with a fucking chainsaw. That was awesome. And she's oh. like fucking Mandy fucking chainsaw battle yeah. with, uh, with, <laughs> with uh, Jason. Jason. Yeah, and she gets him like in the shoulder. She gets him and then chainsaw runs out of gas. Yeah, you gotta so chop off fucked. the gas. And then uh, Jason's gonna come after her again and then to- this is when Tommy shows up. Tommy shows up so it's like, oh, it's not Tommy. Nope, it's not Tommy who's the killer. And, uh, and when Tommy and Jason meet... They have about like a 30 second staring contest. Yeah. Like where they just look at each other for Tommy a long time. Tommy comes in, he's all, Jason. And then they stare. And then, yeah. And then silence. <laughs> goes back and forth. And that's all. Should play like love music. Yeah. Like, <laughs> love <laughs> is a many splendid thing. Jason was like, so one of us should talk, right? I mean. Oh, shit. I usually I mean, don't. I don't do that. That's not my thing. And Tommy's all, I don't either. 
I'm very quiet as well. This is awkward. <laughs> it's only going to get more awkward. Things keep going on. Well, anyway, Jason goes after Tommy. And uh, Tommy's like, don't do it, Jason. Don't do it. Don't do it, Jason. Like, he's trying to talk him down. <laughs> trying to reason with him. Doesn't work. Jason stabs him. Yep, in the chest. Yep. He goes down like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> well, Pam and uh, Reggie climb upstairs into the bunk of the uh, barn, the loft of the barn. Yeah. And uh, this is where Jason's going to come after him. Then Tommy, I don't know. There's a battle. There's some back and forth, yeah. And yep. at some point, Tommy like pocket knifes him in the leg or something. Yep, and Tommy climbs upstairs. And then Jason comes up. Well, Tommy's passed out, dead. And Pam and Reggie are hiding. And Jason's looking for him. He finds Reggie. But Pam comes out and saves Reggie. And there's a window that's open up mm-hmm. on the top of the barn. And down below it is a fucking bed, combine. A bed of spikes. Yeah. yeah, a bed of spikes for like a combine or something. And uh, she sees that. And then right as she's about ready to get it, Reggie jumps and pushes Jason. Yeah. And he falls out the window. Out the window. Really, yeah. Done. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Reggie and Pam look over the edge to see Jason's dead body. He's not dead. He's hanging on. Yeah, he's hanging off the edge. He goes to grab. This is where Tommy comes. Tommy chops his arm off. Yeah, cuts his arm clean off. Yep. And then he falls. Onto the spikes. And he falls onto the spikes, and then they look, and we see... His mask has fallen off. And it reveals the face of Roy, I guess? Yeah, it's Roy. I know it's Roy. But he was also wearing a mask to like get like the zombified look. This is a very elaborate getup. It is a very... There's a lot of questions. Yeah. He was wearing a cowl. Yep. And, uh, and the hockey mask. Now, it looked like Roy... Had it cut did, out the front of the... It did look like Roy. However, I I also think it looked like the doctor. A little bit. If you look at it, like it's like, I guess it could be Roy or the doctor's face. Like Some yeah. part of me thinks like maybe at some point in this movie, they were like, should the doctor be the killer? Who's the killer? <laughs> and yeah. they just switched it at the very end. They didn't bother to change it. But anyway, it's Roy. And then we find out like they're at the hospital. Tommy's uh, in a hospital bed. Yeah. So we get the story that Roy was apparently like a, a really shitty dad yeah. and uh, Joey, the chocolate boy, was his kid. Yeah. So they find Roy's wallet Yeah. and they open it up and the first picture in Roy's wallet is a picture of Roy. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the ego on this guy. <laughs> the second picture is a picture of fucking fat Joey, uh, chocolate bar face, and it's like a more modern picture. And what they come to find out is that Joey's parents, uh, Joey's mom died in childbirth. And uh, they gave uh, the dad, who was Roy, gave him up to a foster home because he couldn't raise him. Yeah. But he kept tabs on him this entire time. So he got modern pictures of him. Yeah. Weird. And then he, uh, when when Joey died, he went crazy and started killing everybody. everybody but as, except, as Jason. As Jason. Uh, except for the person, the person that, <laughs> that killed actually his killed son. his son. Yeah. And then he was like, well, I'm going to make a fucking mask to look like Jason and get a hockey mask and do this whole elaborate fucking bullshit. Yeah. When, when I don't have to, cause I'm just going to kill these people anyway. Yeah, so why? why dress up as Jason? Yeah, no reason. <sighs> There's a lot of fucking questions in this movie. Um, that's the, that's what we find out. Well, Pam goes in, uh, well, Tommy wakes up from a nightmare. Yeah. It's stupid. Then he has like a hallucination of Jason again. Yeah. And then also he, like, dumb. And then he like wills Jason away. And then Pam is walking down to Tommy's room and she hears a window smash and she goes in there and it's like Tommy has smashed the window and run away. But yeah. Out from the behind the curtain comes Tommy now wearing the fucking Roy mask, which was in the room. Why was his mask there? That's police evidence. 
<laughs> and he's holding a knife. Why was there a knife? Yeah, in why there? was that in there? What? And that's how the movie ends. Yeah. Okay, I'll go first. In my belief, this movie could have been Scream had they actually done it better mm-hmm. and done it correctly. There was a lot of red herrings. Oh yeah. And but they didn't do it right. Like they should have been. They should have like. I don't know, just done it Had better. some more, like, like Scream did. Suspicious scenes of other people. Yeah, like, yeah. In, in Scream, you, at, at one point, you're like, is Henry Winkler the killer in Scream? Right. Yeah, yeah, you suspect all and sorts of people. And then he gets killed off, and then you're like, okay, well, it's not him, then is it this person, then is it this person? If they could have just done it uh, a smarter way, a more thoughtful way, if somebody with talent would have written the script, right? <laughs> I think it could have been good. Um, I don't hate this movie. I don't think it's the worst Friday the Thirteenth movie by by any stretch of the imagination. It's better than Jason X, which we've already reviewed. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not that much better than Jason X, so I'm not going to give it any more points than I gave Jason X, which I gave one and a half Pamela Voorhees heads yeah. to. So I'm going to give this one and a half Pamela Voorhees heads. But I did want to say something real quick. Why is it? That people are okay now with like the Scream franchise, for instance, having a different killer each movie. When they tried to do that in Friday the Thirteenth or even Halloween, Halloween with Halloween yep. Three and stuff like that, people like lost their shit. Yeah, give us our Jason and yeah, we Michael have to Myers. Have Jason, and... We have to have Michael Myers. We have to have all this shit. But when it comes to Scream, then we're like, okay, different killer each fucking movie. Maybe it's because in the first Scream, I mean, we see the characters die, True. whereas like the other ones are a little more open ended. Do we really see Stu die though? There That's is true. There is, we see him get a let you go. There is a. Um, I think. I think the original script. For, well, we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> but uh, I think in one of the original screenplays for the sequel, Stu wasn't dead. Ah, okay. But regardless, I, I get your. I get your point. Yeah. But we see we see Jason die too. Yeah, a lot, <laughs> a lot. So I, I just, I just found that interesting. It's yeah. like people back in the '80s and '90s are like, "You better have Jason, or it's not good." And now people in the '90s and 2000s are like, "Scream! It has a different killer each movie." Okay, <laughs> I don't care. So yeah. anyway, one and a half heads for me. Go ahead. Cool. I gave it one and a half as well. It's not the worst. I agree. Uh, it's better than Jason X, and it's better than one that we haven't reviewed. Um, <laughs> it's towards the bottom. But there's still things that I like about it. I mean, it's got a high kill count, yeah. and there are some some good deaths. It's just stupid. Oh, like, yeah. It's just really, it's just a dumb movie. Like nothing really makes sense. Um, but like, I like the Ethel and Junior character. Like this one's got some funny stuff to it. It's just kind of a fun one to put on and not think too it's much. It's brainless. Yeah, totally. Um, but it's one I, I still watch every but now and again. I don't like again. all the red herrings. Well, I, I do like the red herrings, but I don't like how it's just like introduce them for what reason? Oh, just to kill them. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The greasers, the fucking... The the hospital guy. Yeah, the helper dude. Yeah, the hospital guy. Yeah. And then I don't like the deaths that we don't see. Like, we should have seen all the deaths. Yeah, like the railroad spike. I want to see that. The railroad spike one. Yeah. Yeah. Before we get into this next movie, David. Yeah. We actually just went to Mad Monster Party, Arizona. That is correct. In the future. Yeah. We're recording this part before. But right now, what you're going to hear... Is us at Mad Monster Party in one of our rooms. Yeah. Talking about our experience at Mad Monster Party. So, future Brett, future David. (laughs) Take it away. Tell us all about it. (laughs) Take it away, boys. All right. So, here we are at Mad Monster Party, Arizona. We're going to do a little bit of a recap. David, what did you... uh, David's here with me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I am wearing Brett's hotel room my luxurious uh, penthouse here mm, the, if you follow us on instagram you'll have seen the view from my 
luxurious. It is something to behold. Sweet here at yeah. uh, the Renaissance here in uh, Glendale, Arizona. Yeah. Just like a block from the Cardinals Stadium. Yeah. 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 You could almost spit from David's room because <laughs> he's got a balcony. I and don't. I, and I can see it. I can't, but I digress. Uh, we're here <laughs> and uh, we had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a blast. It was, I, I will say this. We live in Arizona. We're used to the heat. Yeah, this was something else. This was ridiculous. If you come to Arizona, it's a dry heat. This is not a dry heat no. in this Yeah, building. dry heat, tell that to my butt crack. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, uh, David had to change his shirt twice. Yeah, it was quite the diva in a couple wardrobe changes. He's like, I don't, want to see, I don't want people seeing me sweat. And I'm like, listen, everybody here is fucking seeing somebody sweat. They're smelling people sweat. But I want to be the guy when people look at me, they're like, that guy never sweats. Because yeah. like, I change never my shirt let, constantly. <laughs> never let him see you sweat. Nope. David had to buy five shirts while we were here. <laughs> um, but it is moist, I think is the best word to describe. Yeah the inside of that hall. I know a lot of people don't like that word, but that is, that is the it, best word. It, it, quite it describes it. Moist. Yeah. So primarily we came to this convention. Well, number one, it's in Arizona, so we have to come to it every year, right? <laughs> yeah, it's close. <clears throat> um, there's no excuse not to, but primarily the reason why we came this year is because we had a few of the cast members from the original Scream. Both you and I have original one sheets from the movie. Yep. And we got Roger Jackson to sign them when we went up to Vegas. Yep. And... Now we had the opportunity to get Skeet Ulrich, yep. Matt Lillard. And I had already had Matt Lillard on my poster, but it's true. I, didn't I didn't have the other two. And Jamie Kennedy. Yep. Yeah, and Jamie Kennedy too. So we're in line to get into Mad Monster, and they say, be sure you have your masks. Yeah, even no though... No mask they, mandate anymore even in the though, state. And they had made no mention of it prior to this. Yep, but we're in line two minutes before the show opens, and David's like, I have my mask. It's up in my room. Yeah, because when I got here, I was like, Cool. Uh, no masks. Yep. I'm, I'm vaccinated. I'm good. Yep. No. So, so I had to run up to the room to get my mask while Brett babysat my belongings. Yeah, but I went in there and I saw there was no line at Skeet Ulrich's table. So I went, fuck you, David. Yep. <laughs> and by the time I got in, you were in the process of getting your stuff signed by Skeet Ulrich. And there was a line. I was like, well, fuck. Yeah. And then back I went to the, right over to, to the back Matt, of the line. And then I went right over to Matt Lillard. I'm like, I can't wait for yep. you because you, I know that this line's going to be long yep. soon, too. And I wasn't wrong. No, yeah, by the time I got my uh, stuff signed by Skeet, I got a, the original one sheet, I got a Hero Complex poster, and then a couple of uh, ghost face masks, and then made my way over to Matthew Lillard, and by then there was already a really long line. Yes, and um, it wasn't that long. However, it started becoming long, yeah. and it had to be redirected, <laughs> <laughs> and that line from Matt Lillard, he's the longest line. Oh, by far. And yeah, and then after I got in it, it, yeah, it just got longer. It got longer. So it wasn't that bad. So we waited for him. Well, I waited for you for him. <laughs> yeah. I waited with you because I already got my shit signed. And then we headed over to Jamie Kennedy, whose yeah. line wasn't that long either. No, yeah, his was quite a bit shorter. Their, their lines were going clipping through pretty quick, yeah. too. And we should also say all three of them, super nice guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. It's just, I find it awkward because I am like a 40-something-year-old man. Man talking to other 40 something year old men about how I'm a fan of theirs. And yeah, it's like and will me you sign by my myself. Yeah. yeah. And will you autograph my poster? And it's like, that's why you should have waited for me, buddy. But then it's two men, but still, but, but there's a buffer. I, yes. However, when my wife is with me, which she wasn't with me this time, but when she, she much to her dismay, this like this guy is good enough to get a woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then they tend to talk to me yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. And, same. Uh, well, she swoons. Yeah. They talk. 
Yeah. Um, oh yeah, and we should also mention uh, my wife came to this show. Yeah. Uh, albeit quite pretty late. Yeah. She arrived late, but she was like, "Where's Skeet Ulrich? Yeah. I wanted to see him." And of course, she she, she was swooning. Yeah. yeah. He was wearing a sleeveless shirt. That's right. And Matthew Lillard was making fun of him. <laughs> when I was getting my shit signed, yeah. that's when he was making fun of him. They seem to have a good back and forth. They did. Uh, like I said, Jamie Kennedy. So then uh, we took all of our Scream stuff back up to our room. We got our Friday the 13th Part 5 stuff. Yep. Um, I got my uh, Jason mask that has uh, well, quite a few of the Jasons throughout the years yeah. already signed on it. Uh, I think you have six of them now. I think you're right. But, uh, David, you have a mask also, which you have seven now. I have seven. Because you have one more than me. <laughs> but soon you'll leave in the score. I will. But uh, anyway, and then you also have that part five mask that I got you for your birthday last year. Yeah, thanks, year. buddy. That came in handy. You're welcome. So we took that over, uh, plus our one sheets. Yep, and got uh, Tom Morga. Who played Jason. Yep. Our fake Jason? Yeah, well, he's Jason. He was Jason in the... He, he counts. Yeah, he was Jason like in the... Um, like in the flashbacks. Flashbacks, but he was also, I feel like he was Jason at dressed the, up as Roy. Yeah, 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 at the was, end. Yeah, Jason It was him, yeah. right. It was him underneath the makeup. It wasn't the other guy. Yeah. Dick Wind. 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 I don't know, Dick Wand. <laughs> Dick Wand. <laughs> Dick Wand. <laughs> we call him Dick Wand in the biz. Yeah, yeah. he likes it. He does. He responds to it. Dick Wand. He's like, yeah, what's, yeah up, what's up, What's up, Brett? And he goes, what's up, Bert? And you're like, well, <laughs> close whatever. Enough, whatever. I wouldn't have Dick Wand sign my mask. Maybe your blue mask. I would mask. have him sign, yeah, my, the, yeah, the part five mask. But yes, not the, but the main mask. mask with the, no, 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 you weren't Ruin Jason. It. You're an imposter. Yeah. Yeah, no. Sorry. Morga. Morga yeah. is Jason. Yeah, so Morga I'm, also so played. Morga, sign it. Morga also played uh, Michael Myers in four or five. Part four, four, the he, beginning, right? It was the beginning. No mask on. Yeah, yeah, in the hospital, bandages yeah. only. Part four is an underrated sequel. I agree. Yeah, it's good. He was also Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw Massacre two, only at the beginning. Maybe that's Morga's thing. Like, <laughs> like, I ain't got time to like, be in a whole movie. Listen, <laughs> you pay me for yeah, one. I'll do day. one scene. Give me my money. <laughs> I'll be on my way. <laughs> I think he did. I think there was a Jason. Oh, the first Jason flashback they, when Corey Feldman is in part five at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Is that's that, not Morga. that's not Morga. That's okay. a, that's the other guy. I forget his name, but okay, that's another guy. Yeah, because that guy's a little smaller, right? I'd, I'd let that guy sign. Yeah, the yeah. Mask. Yeah, he counts. I think I'd let him. I don't know. I'd let anybody. You want to sign a mask? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dick Warlock. You want to sign this thing? Dick Warlock's like, what the fuck are you talking what about? You're not, I'm not Dick Wad. I'm Dick Warlock. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's the same. Dick Wand. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, we took that stuff to have Morga sign it. Also, there's Carol Locatell and Ron Sloan who were here, and they were Ethel and Junior. Yeah. In Part Five. The two best characters. Well, Ethel was definitely the best character. By far. And uh, she signed our one sheet. And she <laughs> signed uh, both of ours the same. It says, uh, to Brett or to David, you big dildo. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. And then she signed it. And then... Um, she was so nice. She was. She was like a sweet A sweet lady. grandma. Yeah, like, she was. She was just And cool. so tiny. Yeah, she was so tiny. And then Ron Sloan, of course, Junior, he wrote, you tell him, Ma. Yeah, and then he actually had the head... Yes. From part five, like when his head gets cut off. It was off. the original, because I was like, oh, is this like a replica? A replica? And he's like, no, that's no, this, the original. No, this is it. It still looked good. It's yeah. held up over the years. Yeah. He was like, be careful with it. Yeah, it's but very he let fragile. me hold it, and he let you hold it. Yeah. Well, we got our pictures taken with him, so that was kind of cool. And then I also met um, 
Susan Baccalini from uh, Jaws. She plays Chrissy, the first person the who first gets victim. eaten by the shark. Yeah. She was nice. I had her sign a Trick or Treat Studios replica sign of the uh, the No Swimming by Order of Amity PD. Yeah, she thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, she's like, did you make this? I'm like, no. <laughs> I should have lied to her. Been like, yes, Susan. Yes. And you know what? It wasn't that hard. I'm very talented. <laughs> No, no. She would have been like, "You make me one." I was like, and they go, "Fuck!" I just order another one from Trick or Treat Studios. Be like, "Yeah, no problem." Watch how fast I turn around the shipping too. Again, not that hard. I'm very good at what I do. She's like, "Did you deliver this to my house?" I did. I also work for FedEx. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's an arrow in the logo. She's like, "Yes, yes, I know that. Everybody knows that." She's like, "All right, all right." Wasn't bored yesterday. But it was my idea to put the arrow in the logo. So I'm very again very creative. Oh, hmm. yeah. You're, you're like, my name is David FedEx. <laughs> um, so we got them to sign shit. And then then we were done with signatures. Yeah. And by Pretty then, much, like, like, there's other people here that I think, like. And a lot of them are people we've met before and stuff. And Met before. Doug Bradley's here. Yeah. Uh, Terry Kaiser's here. That was one I was on the fence about. Yeah, because um, part seven. Yeah. Part seven, yeah. And a lot of our listeners, you would know him as Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> of course. Uh, but and yeah, Weekend at Bernie's too. He was the asshole in part seven, He's, uh, Friday the 13th. But I was on the fence about it, but I'm like, oh, mm, mm, yeah, no. nah. Uh, Doug Bradley, I was on the fence about You had already met him. I got him a couple times, so yeah. I was good. Yeah. And um, Felissa Rose, we've met her several times. Felissa Rose met yeah. already. And then, and then there's a couple other a couple people. Others, yeah. But that's who we primarily came for. Put all of our stuff back up, sweat dripping off of our backs. We were able to take our backpacks off, except for David. <laughs> he kept his on because we had some stuff that we wanted to, to hand out hand to out people. To, yeah. If they recognize us, a lot of people commenting on the swearwolves. Yeah, it was kind of nice. This Not was, that they knew who we were. No, but more than way more than normal. Like it I was think one time more. we got like we got like one person like, hey, it's the swearwolves. And we we're like, oh, yay, yeah. we got recognized. And this time there was yeah, there was a lot more of that, which Yeah. There was one person who was like, the swearwolves. Yeah. And or then our egos like, are just out of control now. <laughs> Well, I walked by and, and she goes, the swearwolves. And I said, yeah, that's me. That's us. That's I, I'm that person. And <laughs> and she goes, yeah, I'm um, so-and-so on Twitter, whoever yeah, she was. Yeah. And I was like, David's the one who handles the Twitter account, not me. Uh, I don't know who you are, but I will tell David that I met you. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that was that one. Um, but then there was a lot of people commenting just on the name, so we were able to tell them about the podcast. Yeah, so we hopefully got to, they're listening. And we got to give out some more stickers and yeah, yeah, and um, some stuff. Oh, I should also mention uh, there is a a store. I don't know if she has it online. She goes to a lot of like uh, conventions and everything right. called Since the Nineties, and uh, you can look them up. Maybe we can th- we can throw this up in like uh, the show notes or sure. something. But um, I had seen we had met her at this convention last year. There wasn't a lot of people at this convention last year, so we got to talk. Yeah, we got to talk to her for a while. She was super nice. Yeah, and uh, her name is Amanda, and she owns the store since the 90s, and she has a lot of old memorabilia, like old toys, old shit that just we grew up with. And uh, on Instagram a few months ago at this point, I saw she had a six-foot cardboard standee of Jason (laughs) Voorhees from Freddy vs. Jason, and I messaged her. And I, she was at a show at like a, like a flea market or something in yeah. LA. And I said, Hey, is that for sale? And she said, yep. And I, I said, I want that. how much? And she told me, I was like, if I pay you right now, are you coming to mad monster? No. <laughs> at first I go, are you going to be at mad monster, Arizona? And she's like, yep. And I go, if I pay you for it, will you bring it out? And she goes, yep. So 
Yeah, she brought it. It's right behind Brett right now. It is. Looming over his shoulder. It is. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's very ominous. I, I love it. It's pretty it's cool. It's going to look good in uh, my new, newly decorated. Say, when you uh, head home, you got to put it in the passenger seat so you can take the carpool lane. <laughs> yeah. I have it standing up right now. I'm afraid I'm in the middle of the night I'm going to wake up and be like, scared oh. the fuck out of you. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, so that's cool. I bought that. Uh, so I bought that a while ago. And then the only other things that I got were a couple new NECA figures that I saw. There was a Quint from Jaws, a NECA figure that's brand new. I haven't seen it for sale anywhere. This guy had it. He was really cool talking to us about yeah, podcasts yeah, he, he and everything. Super nice. And I was like, how much is that? And he's like, I don't know, 35 bucks. I was like, sold. It's a good price. Yeah. And there's another yeah, guy who goes, how much did you pay for that? And I said, 35. He goes, oh, that's, that's a good, good. deal. <laughs> it's pretty cool looking. Yeah. Um, and then I bought the new NECA Puppet Master. And those are really cool, too. Two packs. Uh, those are brand new also. And those were on pre-order through uh, Nightmare Toys. And mm-hmm. they, they, last time we were up at Nightmare Toys, I was talking to one of the employees, and they said they sold out of the pre-orders. Oh, wow. So to see them here, I was like, sweet. Score. And uh, so, th- and that was pretty good too. Because the other thing about buying toys at conventions, no tax. Oh, that's true. It's just all cash deal, baby. <laughs> yeah, those look really good, man. Yeah, I really dig them. So that's what I got. And then I um, last year at Mad Monster, I got a Ghostface Geeky Tiki, so a little tiki mug that I drink yeah, from. Very cool. Often uh, m- more than I care to admit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, the same vendor that I got those from la- that one from last year uh, had. Some more this year, so I got a Freddy Krueger one and a Jason Voorhees the one. The Jason so. Voorhees one, it's awesome. I'm tempted to go back and see if he's got another there. one. Yeah, he does have one more of those. There you he, go. The, that was the last Freddy one. It's pretty cool. I'm tempted to go get that. Yeah. If we play Friday the Thirteenth uh, next time we play it online, I'll be <laughs> drinking from <laughs> that particular. <laughs> yeah, drinking from that particular chalice <laughs> as I kill you. I'm t- yeah. I'm yeah, tempted. Right. I'm tempted to get it, but. I don't know. Like, I got so much shit, David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, even, like, these ones I just got, I don't know where they're going to go. I'll throw away a couple of glasses or something. <laughs> yeah. I'll accidentally drop them. Be like, oh, well, shit. <laughs> guys, I guess I'm going to throw these away. Your whole house is just going to be on geeky tikis. Yeah. That's every beverage. <laughs> Glass of milk. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. I like um, it. So, yeah, uh, vendors were cool. Walked yeah, around. A lot more some. people. I mean, since COVID, packed, this yeah. is definitely the most crowded convention. I mean, we've been we've to a been couple to. of other ones, but this is the most, conven- uh, most crowded one we've been to, for sure. Yeah. So it's only going to get better. Oh, we got to talk to Sean Clark a little bit. Uh, people that are horror fans might know him. He, does, he has a YouTube channel and a podcast also, the thing with two heads that he does with Chris Nelson. Yeah. Um, it, it's a YouTube podcast, so more visual than than ours so we can promote it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he was cool uh definitely He's really always, cool i've followed him for a while david's followed him we've obviously seen we've him chatted with him a couple times at shows but this was probably the, this the was most the time we, like, we introduced yeah. I, I introduced myself to him and uh david introduced himself and uh told him about our podcast and stuff but we were asking him about uh monster palooza coming out because it's the same weekend as days of the dead so we have to make a decision it's a a difficult decision so hopefully monster palooza he said they should be announcing some uh guests very soon soon so yeah i'm excited to see what they got i I hope i hope they can get some good guests yeah he seemed pretty confident that it was going to be a good lineup so yeah yeah Yeah. i think burbank's the way to go Mm -hmm. you know flights to burbank from mesa gateway are pretty cheap dirt cheap right we might have to just fly it out. Oh, because that would be so... Oh, what day do they... They only fly out on certain days, though. Oh, do they? I don't know. Oh, fuck. Mesa, that's far for me. 
but it's only an hour drive. Yeah. And then it's a flight and then it's an hour flight versus a six hour drive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We'll have to check. Fuck you. Fuck you in the drives. I said that on purpose. I was was trying to bait you. Oh, okay. Well, you, I (laughs) I did it. I I triggered you. I was waiting to see if you'd bite on that one. It took me a minute. It took me a minute. Uh, first world problems. Yeah. But well, yeah. what convention are we going to go to now? Oh, so oh. many of those two <laughs> within a five hour drive. You know what, though, David? I'm telling you, next year, 2022, that's our year to go back east. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, we're going to do that for sure. We need to hit up We've been talking about that one. forever. I know. But maybe we hit New Jersey or Indiana or well, Pennsylvania. Atlanta? Or one of those. Yeah, Atlanta. There's a bunch. Doesn't Mad Monster do Atlanta? Days of the Dead does. Atlanta. Days of the Dead does. And there's a couple in Mad Florida. Mad Monster does North Carolina. They do. Yeah. That'd be cool. Florida? Come on. I ain't going <laughs> New Jersey would be I'll cool. I'll go anywhere depending on the lineup. New Jersey would be cool because I, th- I feel like we could also possibly hit up some sites and see like where they do, film some yeah, of the yeah, Friday yeah. the 13th maybe stuff. Maybe do a little mini New York City trip or something. Yeah. Maybe Jersey Mike could take us out. There you go. If we're nice to him and we review movies that he wants us to review. Yeah. We, if we say that we like Sleepaway Camp too. Ooh, and three. And Silent Night, Deadly Night, and whatever other shitty movies he likes. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> anyway, uh, anything else to add? <laughs> no, we're going to go down to the bar now, I think. Yeah, let's go have a drink. Have some drinks. All right, uh, back to uh, Brett. Oh, by the way, that Brett guy that's coming up on the podcast, he's a fucking he's a asshole. He's a real fucking dick. <laughs> Shut up. And that David, what a piece of shit. That I'll agree with. <laughs> Take it away, boys. <laughs> I like it. Wow. That was a lot of fun, David. Wasn't it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think so. I would imagine so. <laughs> so let's move right along then. Let's do it. Um, we, uh, we, in the future, we met some of the cast from the original Scream. Actually, uh, Jamie Kennedy is in Scream 3, too, uh, as a little guest spot in there. But uh, I did want to mention also that as well as meeting those people from Mad Monster Party, David and I recently drove up to Las Vegas on a day trip. So Las Vegas is about a four and a half hour drive from David's house. And uh, Roger Jackson, uh, the voice of Ghostface, was doing a signing at Nightmare Toys. Yeah. And uh, we talked about it, hemmed and hawed for a little while. Well, David <laughs> always was like, let's do it. Let's do it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I was very I don't gung-ho. know. I don't know. Because you've been trying to get his autograph for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. And then finally I just gave in. And uh, we both have uh, Scream the original scream one sheets posters right. yeah so we took those david has another cool poster uh that yeah, kind of an art print yeah yeah um so we and then uh, i also have a ghost face mask yeah that matthew lillard had signed yeah so i want to get them get all the ghost faces yeah so we drove up there on a saturday morning left here about six o'clock in the morning got yep. up there we actually got up there early because we met mark Patton. At another yeah, from, event. From Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Nightmare on Elm Street 2. And we both have original Nightmare on Elm Street 2 one sheets that he signed for us. And we talked to that dude for about a half an hour. That, yeah, we talked to him for a long time. Prob- he was so nice. Probably one of the most pleasant experiences I've had. Uh, besides when we met Papa Shango, the godfather. Yeah. That, yeah. Charles Wright, the professional wrestler. Yeah, he was awesome. Uh, he sat down and talked to us. We for, talked to him for hours. For an hour <laughs> or so um, at Mad Monster Party last year. But... Um, Mark Patton for about a half an hour. We had them all to ourselves. Yeah. And, uh, it was really cool. He was just so friendly. Awesome. Very engaging. Yeah. That was really cool. I was super glad that we did that. Yeah. I was glad that we did that too. And then we went over to nightmare toys. Oh, and we should also say that the Mark Patton appearance was at uh Cinelogia. Is that how you say it? Cinelogia. Yeah. Logia. 
Yeah, which is a cool like museum for like screen used props. Yeah. Um, and one of the guys who the guy who like curates it or put that together with his wife, um, he did some special effects before. He did some special effects with it, Screaming um, Mad Jordan. Yeah, he did some of the stuff on Nightmare on Elm Street four. Yep. And I think did he do something on three? Or maybe it was just four. I think it was just four. And in society, yep, he like worked with uh, with the effects on that. So uh, we talked to him for a little bit. Yeah, he was really cool too. Yeah, he was pretty awesome. So if you're in Vegas, definitely check out that. Yeah, um, and maybe like in our show notes, you can put some links. Yeah, sure. To those places. Um, also, Nightmare Toys. Check out Nightmare Toys. They're really cool. They have tons, tons of, of stuff. Fucking toys. Like it's pretty cool for me to go to like, yeah I, I like it too i'm yeah, not as David. into that stuff but it's cool yeah. and everything seems to be decently priced too mm-hmm. definitely and i order stuff from them online and they ship it out to me and they're pretty quick about that like pre-order like yeah exclusive figures and stuff but anyway they were having that well it was hotter than fuck in vegas that day it was so hot yeah and it was like the first real hot day of the summer and uh so we, we got to Nightmare Toys and we're like, well, we have an hour to kill. And we're we, we got a kick-ass parking spot. Yeah. Because parking there, especially like for an event. Yeah, uh, it's limited. Yeah. So we're like, well. We didn't want to drive. Let's just walk to McDonald's. There's a McDonald's and it's like not even a, a mile away. Yeah, we'll just walk there. And then we'll eat inside and enjoy the air conditioning for a little bit and then walk back. Yep. Well, the walk sucked because <laughs> it, it was hot. It was so we hot. We finally get there. We get inside. We order our food. You can't sit down. Oh, plus we had to piss. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, we had to get like the code to use the bathroom. Oh, and then the dining area was closed. So and there wasn't even inside. outdoor seating. Yep. So we had to get our food and we walked all the way back. We sat in the <laughs> rental car. Well, and we tried to get an Uber uh, to go back. So we're like, it's too fucking hot. Like, just, let's just get an Uber. And the, the time it was going to take for the Uber to get to us was longer than it would have taken us to walk. We're like, yeah. all right, fuck this. We're just going to walk. <laughs> Yeah, and then we just sat in the car. We sat in a hot car trying to get the air conditioning to like kick it. Cranked in. all the way but up. But by the time we got done eating, the air conditioning still hadn't like gotten cooled us off. So then we're like, fuck this. Yeah, let's just go inside. So we went inside. And it was equally as hot in there. Yeah, well, there was not a lot of, equal. Well, there was a lot of people. There was just a lot of a lot people. Of body in there. heat. And the line was super long. Yeah. But we got to meet Roger L. Jackson. He was super friendly also. We talked to him for a few minutes. Yeah. yeah he was really nice. Couldn't talk to him for a long time because there was a bunch of people behind us. But uh, we had tweeted out the day before that we were going up there. And yeah. so I was talking to him and um, I told him my name. And his wife overheard us saying that we drove up from Phoenix for this. And he was like, oh, all the way from Phoenix. And then I said my name and he goes, oh, you're that Brett. From Twitter, <laughs> yeah. right? And I was like, "Yes, from yes, Twitter." I am Brett from Twitter. And then he just like proceeded to say what our tweet was yesterday, and I was like, "Yes, that's us." Yeah. And so he remembered us. So he was really cool. He was cool. So we have pictures on our Twitter. I'm sure you've seen it if you follow us on Twitter or on Instagram, because uh, we posted those when it happened. Yeah. So and that same was with Mark Patton. Ago. Yeah. Yeah, and Mark Patton. So both of those guys were really cool. It was just a really fun trip. And then we drove home, and you know, for all in all, like. It's not a trip I want to do on a regular basis, but it wasn't bad. No, and it was exactly like I timed it from the time we left my house to when we got back to my house. It was like exactly 12 hours. Yeah. So it was a pretty jam-packed day. Yeah, so nine hours of driving. <laughs> By the way, I it takes me another hour to get home from here. Yeah. So it was 11 you. hours of driving <laughs> and then three hours up there. So It was fun. Totally but, worth it. Yeah. I would do it again. Totally worth it. I would do it again, too. We were talking about outcast movies. 
franchises and uh, Roger Jackson and the Scream guys that we met at Mad Monster Party, Arizona. Might as well talk about the Outcast in the Scream franchise. Let's do it. Which I would say is Scream 3. I would agree. Primarily because it was the only Scream movie, or it is the only Scream movie, not written by Kevin Williamson. Hmm. He wrote 1 and 2 and 4. I think he wrote a treatment of it. Yeah. And the original idea was, again, I think it was Stu was still alive, or or some people had kind of worshipped Billy and Stu, mm-hmm. and they were redoing the crimes, and it took place in a high school, but this happened right after... Columbine? Columbine. Yeah. Okay. So they had to change things last minute. That sucks. And they kind of just put together a, a, a screenplay. There you go. But it ended up being Scream 3. Again, like I said, the outcast of the Scream franchise. This movie was released on February 4th, 2000. So it was a while after Columbine, because I believe that happened April 20th of 1999. Mm-hmm. Yep. But um, I think... While they were filming or while they were getting pre-production, that all happened. So they were like, fuck Still that. pretty we fresh go in people's minds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number one movie on February 4th, 2000. What do you think it was? It's got to be Scream 3. You are correct. Nice. <laughs> say, this was a hit. It was a hit. The number one song at that time? I'm going to go with Shake Your Ass by Mystical. That is not right. Watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we have talked about this band actually in a medley. Oh, shit. That we might have discussed at one point in time. <laughs> oh, uh, shit. Uh, like Savage Garden? Uh, Truly Madly Deeply? No. Damn it. I want you. I knew I loved oh, you before, before I met you. you. I think I put you into my life. <laughs> oh, terrible. My, terrible. My no, no, no. The song. Okay. No, no. You're, you're perfect in every <laughs> I was, way. I think it was on. Oh, you're great. I think it was on. My pitch was perfect. <laughs> All right. This movie was written by Aaron Kruger, directed by Wes Craven, music by Marco Beltrami. Did Beltrami do music for all the screen movies? Yeah. I don't know about the fourth one. He definitely did the first three. Okay. I imagine he did the fourth. This movie stars David Arquette as Dewey Riley, Nev Campbell as Sidney Prescott, and Courtney Cox as Gal Weathers. All three characters are still alive in the Scream universe as of this recording. Now, <laughs> yeah. Scream 5 is going to be coming out. Yeah, uh, next year. But that'll be interesting to see what happens with that. We also got new actors in this. We got Patrick Dempsey as Mark Kincaid, detective. Mark Kincaid, I believe. Scott Foley as Roman Bridger. Lance Henriksen as John Milton. Jenny McCarthy as Sarah Darling. Parker Posey as Jennifer. We'll get more into all these characters in a second. Budget for this movie, $40 million. Box office, $161.8 million. Made good money. Yeah. We also have Liev Schreiber reprising his role as Cotton, Cotton Weary. Weary. And in fact, the movie opens up with Cotton Weary driving through the streets of Los Hollywood. Angeles, Hollywood yeah. on his way home to be with his girlfriend. He has this show called 100% Cotton. <laughs> it's like a Maury Povich. Yeah. Kind of talk show. Jerry Springer type thing that yeah. was popular back in 2000. And, uh, he's driving home and he's talking to his agent and he gets a phone call and it's this sultry, woman. sexy woman. Mm. on the other line and uh cotton being who cotton is he decides to he's kind of into it <laughs> talk to her yeah because it's a, it's a wrong number but yeah. he's like ah, i like this yeah and she's like you sound a lot like that guy cotton weary well yeah. yeah and he uh he's talking with her you know getting all cutesy 
And then all of a sudden it turns into fucking ghost face. Yep. Like, I'm going to kill your girlfriend. <laughs> He's like, what? Yep. So he speeds And he home. wants to know where Sydney is. He's like, tell me where Sydney Prescott is. Which I immediately was like, why would Cotton know that? Yeah. Like, why is he the one you're asking? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Cotton saved her life. Yeah, I guess at so. At the end of Scream 2, right? But I don't get the idea that they're buddy-buddy. Like, Gail Weathers probably makes more sense. She's like an investigative reporter. Yeah. She probably enough. is more skilled at finding people. Yeah. But whatever. Whatever. It's a fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, he's like, so he like speeds home because yeah, he's like, if you don't tell me, I'm going to kill your girlfriend. Meanwhile, the girlfriend's at home and she's getting attacked by Ghostface and she locks the door and through the other side of the door, we hear Cotton's voice. Yeah. Like, hey, babe. Yeah. yeah I was just okay? kidding. Yeah. Uh, I was just, that was just me joking. And she's like, fuck you. And then it's like, open the fucking door. And. So it's not cotton. Yeah. So whoever Ghostface is has yeah. this magical voice box. That can replicate anyone's voice. Ghostface can be voice. anybody. Yes. So fucking Mel Blank. That right there yeah. pisses me off yes. about this. Oh movie. yeah, same. <laughs> that right there pisses me off. Anyway, finally Cotton comes home. And he finds his girlfriend. She's alive. And she, but she's like, stay away from me. You're fucking crazy. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I didn't about. do anything. And her back is uh, to the hallway as he's talking to her. And he's like, behind you. But he can't say it quick enough because Ghostface pops out and kills her. Yep. And then Ghostface kills him. Yep. Cotton dead. 100% dead. <laughs> um, now we cut to Sydney, who's living her life as uh, Laura. Yeah. Somewhere like Northern California or something like on a, like a ranch or something. Yep. She's got like her own compound to stay safe. She's isolated. It's a lot like um, Laurie Strode's character in Halloween 2018. 2018? I thought the same. Yeah. Well, she's also works for like an abuse hotline. Yeah. Like a crisis center or something for women. Yep. And so people can call in and she'll give them advice or point them to places that can help them. Yeah. And then we see Gail. I think Gail learns about the murders. Gail's got weird fucking bangs in this movie. Oh God. Awful. (laughs) Awful. Hasn't she written a book? She's written a book and she's given like a public speaking engagement and like someone's like asks her questions yeah, about something like, like how that. she makes money off of like other people's death or something. That's right. Yeah. And she's all, uh, look at my bangs. <laughs> uh, Detective Kincaid, who is uh, Patrick Dempsey, fucking Can't Buy Me Love. Did you, you ever see that movie, Can't <laughs> yeah, Buy Me Love? That yeah. movie's fucking awesome. Yeah, my wife loves that movie. Oh, I used to watch it all the time. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's fun. But he, he tells Gail about the murders. Yeah. And he's like, I need your help. Yeah. So she's like, oh, sweet. You know, Gail, she's always up for a good story. Mm-hmm. And Sydney learns about it around the same time uh, while watching TV at home. Yep. That Cotton has died. Yeah. Dewey is working on the set of Stab 3. He's like a consultant. Yep. And he's like Parker Posey's like right hand. Kind of assistant, I guess. Assistant or something. She He gives her information because Parker Posey is playing the Gale Weathers character in the movie. Yeah, and since he knows Gale personally, he gives her insights into, also, her, into her character. Yeah, we find out that Gale and uh, Dewey were dating and then she left him to host 60 Minutes 2 or something. Like, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> it was like another 60 Minutes or something and uh, that ended up going to the wayside, but she couldn't she couldn't stay in a small town. Yeah. She wanted Yeah, to. and he wanted to stay in Woodsboro. Yeah. That scene's weird because uh, they're on the, the movie set or whatever. And then we also have a really strange Jay and Silent Bob cameo that just kind of comes out of nowhere. So this is the only Scream movie that I ever bought. Uh-huh. Um, I do have Scream 1 now because uh, I think I, my wife bought it before she met me and uh, she had it. 
but the only scream movie i ever bought because jay and silent bob were in it (laughs) (laughs) and i was a huge i am a huge kevin smith fan so i had like every movie that like i have the jay and silent bob do degrassi Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't anymore i I I purged purged all my movies and that was one of them all of them i just gave away all my movies because whatever yeah i don't need them anymore no (laughs) but it was sad because i had years of collecting oh but uh anyway yeah, Jay and Silent Bob are walking on the set. It's like uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. In that movie, they go to Hollywood, so yeah. I felt like this was kind I of a guess crossover. so. It was just kind of weird. So does that mean in the Jay and Silent Bob View Askew universe that Kevin Smith has created, like, Scream is real in that universe? So I, I guess. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. It is weird. So this they is call, they call Gail Connie Chung, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. It's like real Connie, Connie Chung. Chung. <laughs> yeah. So we meet the cast of Stab Three, which is like Jenny McCarthy and some other actors and actresses. And Jenny McCarthy is talking. It, this is kind of funny. She says something like, "I'm only die. I'm only in one scene, and I like die right away, or whatever. Right. Or I'm only in two scenes, and I die in the second scene, and then." Uh, we get the second scene that Jenny McCarthy is in in this movie, and this is the scene where she gets killed. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so uh, that was kind of humorous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but she gets lured to the set. By the director. By the director. The director calls her. He's like, hey, I need you to come down to the, the studio. Uh, we need to run lines. Yeah. And so they start doing it. Well, he's not there, and then she call, he he's calls. He's running late, yeah. And he's like, let's go over lines. And then his voice changes to Ghostface also. Yep. And then she starts running from Ghostface, and she hides. She goes to a costume section where there's like lots of Ghostface costumes, eighty thousand Ghostface costumes. Yeah. <laughs> and then one pops out and kills her. Stabs her in the back. She yeah. did. And Dewey suspects that somebody from either the cast or the crew of the Stab movie is the person who's trying to get to Sydney. And they also figure out. I think Gail, somebody figures out like they're dying. The characters are dying in the order in which they died in the script, but. There's like three versions of the script. So, so who's which next? Version, yeah. Does the does the person have? So a safety, they shut the movie down. They shut down production. Yeah. Parker Posey, who's playing Gal Weathers, is like, well, Gal Weathers dies next. Yeah. In the version that I got. In the version that I got. So she's all depressed. And they all gather at her house to kind of do whatever. Well, the guy who's playing Dewey is also there. They get uh, a fax a fax from the killer yeah it's like a script page yeah because it's like whoever's gonna be next is gonna die and so they all like run out of the house but that guy's like the actor's like i need to find out who's gonna die next and he goes in there and he's like everybody was safe except for or no the only people that are safe are the ones who smell the gas he's like gas yeah he has to he has to light a lighter in order to read that last thing it's pretty fucking elaborate (laughs) and then it fucking blows up whole house blows up so he dies yeah, I think also Parker Posey's bodyguard, who is Patrick Warburton. Yeah, David Putty from Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. dies too. Yep. Like right around now. Yeah, it's around the same time. Yeah. And then Sydney gets a phone call from the crisis line and it's uh, Ghostface. Mm-hmm. And she hangs up or whatever, but she decides, well, better go to Hollywood. Yeah, he's found me. Yep. So she goes to Hollywood to help with the whole investigation about who is fucking killing everybody. <laughs> Dewey uh, and her like you know, hook up or whatever. And then we also, Randy's sister shows up. Yeah, because apparently just anybody can walk onto the set. Yep. Or at the studio. Security is very lax, even though all these people are dying. Yeah. Uh, Martha, 
Meeks, Randy's sister, is uh, shown up, shows up, and she's like, "Hey, I got this old videotape that Randy made, made, and it's about trilogies. Yeah, you need to see it. <laughs> yeah, so." Randy basically says that there's rules in a horror film and they don't necessarily apply to the third and final film of a horror trilogy. Anyone can die, including the main character. Which is so stupid because that doesn't happen in this movie. It's like, why bring that out? Like, they just wanted to bring the Randy character back, which I understand. Yeah. Everybody loves Randy. But it's like, have him say something worthwhile to say that anybody can die, including you, Sydney, but then don't have Sydney die in the movie. Yeah. It's like... It's also dumb because the whole point of the tape also is like, if you're viewing this tape, I didn't make it. Yeah. So here's something you need to know in case, I guess, in case the murders start again. Yeah. Because wouldn't Randy be talking to us from still in sequel mode? So it's like, it's almost like he said, if I died, but everything got resolved, (laughs) but then then started again, these are the new rules. Yes, exactly. It's really dumb. What you need to know about uh, trilogies. Yeah. Yeah, instead of sequels. Because he's already told them what he knows about sequels, Yeah, exactly, right? from the last movie. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, I already told Dewey everything about sequels. Yeah. <laughs> but now I need to tell you guys yeah. about trilogies. And something we left out real quick is the killer's also been leaving pictures, oh. uh, like kind of like a, as a calling card at all the crime scenes. And they're pictures of Sydney's mom. Yeah. Maureen. Yeah, and they're like, why is he doing this? There's a lot going on here. A lot to digest. Yeah. Um, it's all very complicated. We find out that the producer of the film, Lance Henriksen's character, he f- like fucked over Maureen Prescott. Yeah, because there's a Carrie Fisher uh, scene where they go and she's kind of like works in like the records area because they put together that one of the photos left at the crime, the background is on the back lot at the studio. So like Sydney's mom was an actress at some point. Yeah. And she had like a fake you know, stage name or whatever. Well, no, that was her real name. She changed her name to Maureen Prescott afterwards. I think it doesn't matter. She had a different name. It does. Yeah. It was Rena Reynolds. Yeah. Rena Reynolds, which sounds like a stage name. <laughs> it does sound like a yeah, stage name. Yeah. Her name was Maureen Prescott. Yeah. Anyway, well, that uh, was her married name. So what was her maiden name? I don't know. Oh my God. We'll have to find out in part five. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they resolved that. <laughs> <laughs> but she worked on Lance Hendrickson's Yeah, the uh, Carrie films. Fisher cameo was fucked up too because they were like, you look just like, and she's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get that I was lot. up for the role of Princess Leia. But the it's person like, who fucked George Lucas got it. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Breaking the fourth wall. Also, Carrie Fisher was in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. So oh, I wonder yeah. if it was just like a whole Miramax thing. Yeah, maybe. They were like, we need to like promote both of these movies at the same time. I guess. Stupid. Anyway, what happens next, David? I don't know. <laughs> Done talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> we can speed up here. Um, oh, so Lance Henriksen fucks over Rena Reynolds. Yeah. Basically, they find out like she got raped or something in like his sex dungeon. Yeah, like in his house. I guess he had like a almost like a casting couch kind of thing where he would bring actresses over. But not just over. him. Like a bunch of... It was like parties and stuff. Yeah. These girls would kind of get passed around. Rapey parties. Yeah. Boy. Or I think it was Boy. more like, how far are you willing to go to get this role? Um, this movie was produced by Harvey Max. Weinstein. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This movie, uh, <laughs> in many ways, like, not, I don't want to say ahead of its time, but like, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking foretold. Well, yeah, exactly. Foretell. Everybody already knew that about Harvey Weinstein back then. Yeah. So maybe it makes was you just, wonder. it was just them going, hmm. No, it makes, yeah. We're going to say. We're going to fucking low-key fucking out this guy. Yeah. Gross. What a dick. Is that guy dead yet? Nah, I don't think so. 
the world shouldn't be so lucky. <laughs> what a dickhead. Sydney gets a phone call from Dewey. This should basically, a rule for this movie is anytime a phone rings, it's ghost faced every single time. Yes. Like that is, that is how this movie works. There's also red herrings in this movie too. Cause Patrick Dempsey, he's kind of obsessed with is, movies and yeah. And Oh, I won't, I'll, I'll, we'll spoil it eventually, but I won't out who the killer is right now. But like we get little glimps of like, is this person the killer? So is Patrick Dempsey the killer? Is uh, the director the killer? Is the producer the killer? Like, everybody's like a suspect. Yeah. And the rules don't apply. Randy told us. <laughs> he told us so. <laughs> he told us so. Yes, you're absolutely right. So she gets a phone call from Dewey, and Dewey's like, hey, meet me. At the producer's house. They're throwing a birthday party for Roman, the director. Yeah. Because uh, it's his birthday, and he's kind of bummed that his movie got shut down. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, Ghostface has killed all the other actors. For the most part, yeah. In the movie, <laughs> except for Dewey and Gail Weathers. Parker Posey's dead. The girl who was playing Sydney died. I think the girl who played Sydney died uh, right around this part of the movie. Like yeah. She gets killed at that party. There's another actor who gets thrown out of a window instead. Oh, yeah, the dude from uh, Cosby Show. Bud. Oh, yeah, Bud. Yeah. That's right. He gets tossed out a window. He was awesome on the Cosby Yeah, he was. Uh, but, yeah, he gets thrown out, and then, um, and then it's just Dewey and Gail, and the killer doesn't kill them. Just ties them up. Yeah. Why? I don't know, David. Sydney well, he does, comes in. Gotta reveal everything. Yeah. Sydney comes in. And before she even comes in, uh, she's like in a courtyard or whatever, and Ghostface calls her and he's like, Hey, I can see you. You need to like take this wand. He's got like a metal detector and like run it all over your body and like it beeps. So there, she's got a gun and she makes him, he makes her throw the gun in the pool. Yep. She's like, All right, now you can come in. Yep. Detective Kincaid shows up. He gets knocked unconscious by Ghostface. Sydney flees. She hides. She meets Ghostface again. And then finally, Ghostface reveals who he is. Yeah, and Ghostface, when he comes in, he's using the mom's voice, which he also acquired somehow. Yeah. Like, where's <laughs> this fucking technology that doesn't know. exist? Well, Ghostface is Roman. Yeah, the director. The director. And he... Oh, yeah, because he, he, we thought he was dead, too. Yeah, yeah, he got... They found his body, but he yeah. wasn't dead. He also is wearing a bulletproof vest. Yeah, because Ghostface gets shot a lot in this movie, but yeah. they're all chest shots. No headshots. Dumb. Um, Roman tells Sydney that he's her half-brother, and Maureen had him when she was an actress in Hollywood, and then she left him. And then he, he spent so years trying him? to find her. I don't know. But when he finally found her, he... She wouldn't take him back. Yeah, she rejected him. So he is the one who convinced Billy Loomis and, and Stu Mocker to kill her. Yeah. And then they ended up going off on their own and doing all the Woodsboro murders. He was behind it later. all. But he was only behind the Maureen Prescott one. Yeah. Stu and Billy did the whole year later stuff on their own because I guess they got a taste for blood and they wanted to kill more people. Yeah, I guess on so. The anniversary. Like, I, I set it up. Yeah. Here's a really stupid line. He says, I'm a director. I direct. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So how he convinced them was he showed Billy uh, footage of Billy's father with Maureen, mm -hmm. which made... Set him off. Got him angry. Which is so stupid. It's like, oh, that's what motivated Billy to kill Maureen and then kill everybody else. It's like, well, that's such a shit motivation. Why can't it just be that they were crazy? Like that retconning of that. Well, no, they, they like said it, in the first one. They did, but then they were like, she was just a fucking whore and she was fucking around and everybody in the world. Like they, they presented it like Billy and Stu were crazy. 
right? A little bit, but then uh, Billy does take it one step further. Remember, he's like, uh, your mom was fucking my father, and that's why she abandoned me. But anyway, my point being is, is like, I don't like that somebody else put them up to it. I like that Billy just was crazy. Yeah. And not that. And snapped. Some, yeah. And snapped. And he got Stu, who was already fucking crazy anyway, to also help him. Yeah. Help him. But this one makes it seem like he Billy, planted the seed. Yeah. This guy planted the seed and Billy just got Stu involved so he could have a scapegoat just in case he right. got caught. And I don't like that. I don't like that either. Yeah. This ruins the first one. <laughs> It tarnishes it. It tarnishes it, yeah. Roman gets pissed off when he discovered how much fame Sydney had attracted, and Roman snapped and wanted to kill Sydney now. Yep. And he wanted to frame her and put it on her. This is a fucking elaborate. It's very, very you elaborate. Think, you think fucking Roy Roy from Friday the 13th Part 5 was elaborate <laughs> in putting that fucking cowl on and stuff? Yeah. This guy? Changing his voice constantly. No. Going to different places, setting Becoming shit up. a successful director? Yeah. <laughs> All <laughs> for revenge. Going to film f- school. And directing the, the sequel. Sta- landing the stab sequel. Yeah. To the movie that the events that you started in real life. Yeah. Influenced. Or was influenced by. Oh, God. Sydney tells. So they have like a fight. And yeah, then, they uh, fight. Yeah, he shoots Sydney in the and chest. And then we find out, oh, she's wearing a bulletproof vest too. Yeah, she comes prepared, like brother, like sister. Yep. She stabs him in the back and in the chest, and he lies bleeding. And uh, Dewey and Gail show up, and Roman comes back to life with a knife. Uh, Dewey shoots him, but Sydney's like, shoot him in the head. And he Dewey does. does. He obliges. Yep. Now we're back at Sydney's house. Dewey proposes to Gail. By ruining her book, <laughs> he takes her book and like carves all the pages out to put a ring in there. Oh, sweet. Oh, ruined it. Sydney returns from a walk with her dog, and uh, she goes into the house, and uh, Detective Kincaid's there, too. Like, <laughs> yeah, why? Are like, they dating now? Yeah. I guess. It, well, they were being flirty-flirty. Yeah, he liked her. The front door blows open, but she just leaves it. Because everything's okay. Yeah. The end. What'd you give this? <laughs> Talk to me. Talk to me, Goose. All right. So this is my least favorite Scream movie. It is. Uh, we haven't done Scream 4 yet, but spoiler, it's better than this one. Um, <laughs> and if you've seen Scream 4, you already know that. Um, I know this movie also has a lot of defenders, though. Lots really? of people like this movie. Why? I don't know. But I was reading something. I think it was on Twitter or something. But somebody was talking about how it's their favorite one. And I was like, how could this be anybody's favorite one? Did they go into reasons? I don't. I think some of the Hollywood stuff. And I don't know. But and I'll give it props for exposing some of that but the plot is just completely ludicrous like the idea that ghostface can now be anybody yeah. and change that voice on a dime yep is so dumb but i was thinking uh when i was watching I was like how awesome would it be though if it was roger l jackson that was doing all the voices anyway it's like <laughs> yeah. this is my yeah <laughs> this is my impersonation of david arquette <laughs> yeah it's like uh is christopher walken in this movie like no it's like damn it all right i got a really good walking but um the plot is just ridiculous. Uh, you got to suspend a ton of disbelief. There's so many All conveniences. Disbelief. It's ridiculous. It's entertaining, uh, though. And it, so it has some charm to it. I don't know. <laughs> I was between a one and a half and a two. I'm going to give it a two because mm. I still enjoy the Scream franchise, but this is the weakest installment. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving it one and a half, Pamela Voorhees heads. Uh, this definitely is the worst Scream movie. It's entertaining, so it's not going to get anything lower than that because there are entertaining aspects to it. But there's no really creative kills in this movie. Everybody just gets stabbed. Yeah. Like, 
it's all boring <laughs> as far as the deaths go. And well, I guess the one guy gets blown up, but that was dumb. It was like reading the faxes and they're coming oh, in like, God, he's like, okay, now this is the part where he'll probably have a lighter on him and he'll probably use it to see. Yeah. Come yeah. On. That's Come the on other now. thing too is like, it, it paints this guy as being like such a mastermind of like the world. Like he can predict anything cause he's a director. Where's he sending the faxes from? Exactly. <laughs> is he like peeking around a corner? He's got a long ass extension cord. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just really <laughs> silly and I don't I don't think it works. I think I think realistically they need to disavow this one <laughs> in the franchise because even part 2 is stupid, but part 2 I can kind of understand cuz the mom comes I still back. like part 2, but it's goofy. Yeah, but the mom comes back and she's the killer. Billy Loomis's mom is the killer to get revenge on her son, which makes sense. That makes more sense. Yeah. But this whole thing about like I'm your long lost half brother and I set the wheels in motion for Billy to kill your mom three years ago or however long ago it was, and it's awfully far fetched. I do appreciate the effort, I suppose, because yeah. it could have easily just I don't know recycled. Yeah. So. But yeah, it's it's not well executed. No. It gets one and a half heads from me, so that's 1.75 overall. I mean, if you haven't seen it, well, you already know who who the killer is. Oh, there was the other thing, too. It's the only Scream movie. I know we haven't done four, but it's the only Scream movie where there's not two ghost faces. So there was only one killer in this one. Yep. Which is... Which I kind of liked at the time that I saw it in the theater. Because I was expecting, I was like, okay, they're going to do who are the two people again. Yeah. So I, I did appreciate that there was only one. And then that way, when I went into part four, I was like... I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. So I don't know. Don't see it or see it. But uh, that's it for our outcast black sheep of franchises. I'm sure there's other movies that don't quite fit in that maybe people are like, oh, yeah, we shouldn't really talk about this one. Like this kind of taints the legacy of the franchise. And if you have any of those, if you can think of any of those, we will gladly do a uh, black sheep too. There you go. But send us those suggestions. You can contact us. How can they contact us, David? Uh, if you're on social media, uh, we are on Facebook, Twitter, the Slasher app, TikTok to search the Swearwolves. On Instagram, search the Swearwolves podcast. If you're on YouTube, search the Swearwolves there. Uh, we have our website, theswearwolves.com, or you can email us at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com. So for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. I got to go take a shit in the woods. No toilet paper. that sound it's just the sound of nothing yeah it's just the microphone waiting 
Sound of one hand clapping. That's what it is. It's a tree falling in the woods. That's what it is. Uh, all right. Um, it's the sound of my farts when I spread my butt cheeks. Really it's a ghost good. fart. <laughs> whispering winds. That oh, smells funny. It smells like shit. It smells like whispering winds. And feces. It smells like shit and feces? <laughs> Equal shit. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. It's amazing uh, how that works out. You're going to get it, bitch.